Levels is good, levels is good. A little pun reference for anyone. That, that is if you know the levels is good, levels is good. Uh, right, that's the beatbox right there. Yeah, baby. Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to Crate 808 and the 808, 808th Chamber, which is our live stream and our tenuously linked 808th Chamber. We are here today to talk about the one, the only, Big Punisher. And we are going to be listing our top five big pun songs, including which one we would play to an alien to teach it hip hop. And today we have Raymond Ridge back in the hot seat and Sunro over there in the hot seat again. How are you guys doing? Sunro, what's up, my man? How are you doing? Doing good, doing good. Um, apparently my blunt smoke has just infiltrated New York. I'm sorry, <laughs> that was entirely me. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but no, I'm doing, good. I'm doing good, man. Like this is an opportunity to go back and listen to pun, which isn't something I'd done recently. But it, you know, that first album especially is kind of evergreen and mm. jumped into like maybe some obscurities. But I, I think most of the tracks I chose this week, they're a little less like kind of obtuse in my tribe picks that we did last week. Like those mm -hmm. ones, I was like, oh, let me dig something a little different. With I think these ones are maybe a little bit more straight down the line. Okay, this is interesting to me already. Ray, how are you doing, mate? Just, just living that glamour life as always. Good. That's, uh, good. There we go, there good. We go. I like that. Yeah, good baby. That's what I'm liking. 100%. 100%, Ray. I'll try to think of more as I go. 100%. Yeah, just the thing with this, um, uh, yeah, I, just, I was just thinking about how, um, like, I remember buying this this album um on, on CD just randomly because I saw you know seeing the seeing the cover of it and uh I don't think I'd even seen it in a magazine or anything. Did you know that um he uh he called his he called his um dogs Rolex and Omega. <laughs> I didn't know this. I did not know this. Uh, they were watchdogs. Oh for fuck's sake. Ray have you made that up? Big I pun big pun I've got to get <laughs> oh, big pun in. That's it. That's it. That's all it is. Oh, That's all no. it is. We can start now. We can carry on. It's fine. I've just Look, really... I gotta get it. Gotta get it in. I'm there so might sorry. be more. There might be more. My first apology goes to Sunraw who has joined us. <laughs> and my second apology goes to everyone out there who's listening. I forgot <laughs> Ray loves a pun to kick these things off. And now I just realize it's big pun. And of course, Ray, to be fair though, Ray, you didn't signpost that pun as much as your others. Usually I see them coming a mile off. That one, I fell straight in. You got me. Well done, watchdogs. I actually thought he had called them and I wouldn't be surprised if he had called <laughs> them that. Um, on a side topic then, before we start, usually it's least hip hop thing, but I'm just going to say you have two dogs. They come to your house. You fall in love with them. What do you call them? Mine were always going to be Marlo and Omar. They were my uh, two I was going to call mine. Uh, for, actually, no, it was Marlo and who's, uh, oh God, who's the other guy that he was against? Stringer Bell's best mate, Avon. Avon. Barksdale. Avon and Marlo. Those were the two dogs. Barksdale is a good name for a dog. Barksdale is a good name. Oh, Barksdale great, is a good name for a dog. Yeah. It is. It is. If you guys have any, top of your head, if you have two dogs, turn up to you. So, to be honest, uh, Rolex and Omega aren't that bad a name for a dog. And just, <laughs> the, just the, the, the joy I'd have every time you go to the dog park, and just be, you know, someone's like, oh, what's your dog say, bro? It's an Omega. And then just leave it, leave the paws, leave the paws. They're watchdogs. Yeah. <laughs> just, I'm, all, I, I'm enjoying I, the idea of that. Already. I'd avoid you 
<laughs> but <laughs> some people would be like, oh, uh, this guy's quite funny. And they're, they're out there, I'm sure. Sunroll got any dog names? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't have any. I'm just picturing the exact type of person like who just have a dog named Rolex. Like I'm picturing like a really, <laughs> like the dog has to be a pit. Yes. Hundred and the guy has to be like 120 pounds, like soaking wet. <laughs> yeah. like there's a vibe. But if you have two, it changes the whole thing because then it's you got the pun thing going, and mm. it's, it, it's like I'm sure I, I like I might have known someone who had a dog named Rolex. Do you know who <laughs> would have a dog named Rolex? Do you remember the film Spring Break, Spring Breakers, yeah. and James Franco's character in that would have a dog called Rolex? I feel that's just. I was thinking that, or uh, my man on uh, People Just Do Nothing. Oh, I haven't watched people just do. Oh no, I have watched. Oh yeah, of course I have. Yes, the pirate station. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like that's like a picture in that. Yes, that's a very kind of a Mike Skinner type of type of vibe. I like that. I like that. Uh, Okay, so let's jump. Let's jump in. Free Music Empire. Dano is in the mix with us here. Ray Ridge and Sunroll, the Diamond Dogs. Is that a Ted Lasso reference? I think it may be. Uh, And a Bowie. Yeah. I think I think it yeah, might be. That, it's that it's a Ted Lasso re- reference to a Bowie album. And of I don't course, even know if the Bowie album reference or something. But of course, of course, it is. Yes, there we go. All the links, the musical history links over here. Uh, big yourself up. Uh, Sunroar is the Sunroar of Sunroars, says Dan. Uh, there you go. Can't argue against that. To be fair, uh, <laughs> sh- should we do least hip hop things then before we jump into our Big pun chat, least hip hop things. Ray, least hip hop thing in the last 24 hours. What have you had, mate? Oh, I just have a fucking job. <laughs> I think, is it hip hop to have a job? Is it least hip hop? I don't think it is. Is it? <laughs> but it's, it's hip hop to be just free and independent, to, to be a fucking just mm. independent, whether it be, you know, mm. in the in in the in the drug game and or just across to being just an independent. Just having a job, just having a fucking job where you got to wake up and be in a place at a time of day, wear this stuff, mm. do this fucking paperwork. I'm on call this week because they could literally call at any minute and be like, oh, you, do you want to come in your fucking job? <laughs> Ray's in a good mood today, which is a which is what we needed. <laughs> Ray needed his, his, his spirits up. It is 3 a.m. where Ray is. People haven't listened before. This is regular listeners. He is in Perth. And generally he starts off most things like this with a pun, annoyed about work. And then drinks out of his Crate 808 mug with some coffee, which is a great little little plug there for the merch, Crate808.com for the yeah. merch. It's Sunroar, least hip-hop thing. Have you got a least hip-hop thing in the last 24 hours, mate? I met up with an old college professor, like my mentor, mm. but I realised it's kind of a hip-hop thing because it was like I'm DJing his 80th birthday party, so that's like tangentially mm. related. I mean, we're not going to play hip-hop, but I'm going to play like a bunch of funk and soul and reggae and stuff. Mm-hmm. But um, I think the least hip hop thing I've done in the past few weeks, is I've sunk like something like a hundred hours into the new Zelda game. I don't think that's oh. very, hip, but I, I, I'm just addicted. I just need to beat this thing so I can move on with my life <laughs> and start producing music again. Like it is my, my production time has gone down to nothing. Yeah. It's, it's really bad. So I, I, just, I started the new Street Fighter 6 and I felt the yeah. weird anxiety of if I keep on this, I won't do the pod. And I know exactly how you feel. Yeah. <laughs> I think fighting games are more hip hop than like mm. walking around the countryside in like a fantasy game or something. Zelda is the least hip hop Nintendo character. Yeah. Like, come on. You got you can get a Luigi. Like a blonde, get... short guy doesn't talk he doesn't even talk, let alone rhyme. Like, that's talk. not very yeah. exactly. He's got nothing. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah, somehow they afford him three versions on Smash Brothers. I play Smash Brothers today. It's three different Zeldas. Oh, links, should I say? Uh, sorry. Either way, yeah, that, that I, I get it. I like that. I like that. That's uh, so we've had not a, having a job playing Zelda, <laughs> which is which is good. Um, what's my least hip hop thing? I have gone down a rabbit hole of a, a kind of director I haven't heard of before. There's a new film called Blackberry that's just come out, and it's about, funnily enough the history of Blackberry, which doesn't sound very entertaining at all. Oh my God, I love that film so much. It's so it's actually really funny. And it's by a guy called Matt Johnson, who I don't really know much about, but he's Canadian, uh, Matthew Johnson. Okay. And um, Oh yeah, Blackberry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I heard of that movie. I heard it's good. It's very good. Well, it's very much up my street for what I needed. Uh, okay. And um, yeah, no, I, I don't know much about this guy. And then I... Uh, followed him and then yesterday i watched a film called the dirties that he did which is blown my mind a little bit i can't stop thinking about it it's about a school shooter in uh, america or in canada but really not about that at all it's about two guys who are getting bullied but they're making their own film and it's actually like, a bit like a comedy and stuff like that. there's loads of film references in it. i was just like this is not what i thought it would be either way that's my least about thing is to go down the rabbit hole of a canadian filmmaker i can't think of many artists doing that maybe kanye west in the past might have done that but can't think maybe of drake <laughs> drake <laughs> yeah yeah him and drake that's it exactly exactly big nft by drake <laughs> big yeah. national film board didn't you'd never know it <laughs> exactly exactly you'd never know it uh dan is the only one live with us by the way Th- thank you for joining us dan uh we have him saying Cam's least hip-hop thing is in the last 24 hours might be that shirt. Yes, I am wearing a 1990 replica England shirt, which I don't think I've ever seen a rapper wear, but maybe more rappers should, is what I'd say. So maybe more rappers should be wearing this. Uh, so yes, before I jump into our chat then, I need to just big up the new patrons who have uh, jumped on. Uh, BLVD Knight and Russell Tabler, thank you so much for supporting the show. Patreon.com slash Kray808 to join in on these live shows and to get all the content you ever need about Wu-Tang Clan, MF Doom, Jay Diller, all that good stuff. Go subscribe and help the show. But right now, less of that paperwork and less of that nonsense and more about the man that is called Big Pun. Now, I think the best way to start these things is just to get our relationship with Pun. Just on this history of this pod, I think the last time we really tackled Pun was on the first ever episode, right? I think that was the first time we ever did it. It was about four years ago, maybe five years ago. Uh, So we did do an episode. Go back in there and you can uh, check all that stuff out. Sunroll, for you, your relationship with Big Punisher, drop it for us. How is that? And how is it now? Kind of thing. Um, back in the, I mean, I associate Big Pun with high school, like my last couple of years. Uh, you know, obviously Capital Punishment uh drops 1998, but also all the DJ Clue kind of mixtape era stuff. Like I just remember hearing him there and a, f- a friend of mine in high school at the time, I'm blanking out on his name because I'm old now, but he was he was his favorite MC. So he would like just always have the CD and it would always kind of be playing at our lunch table kind of stuff on a boom box. Mm. And yeah, I mean, on my first we'll mention the song when we get to our picks. But like one of my picks, the only one that isn't from Capital Punishment, I distinctly remember hearing it on hip hop site dot com in real audio. And it was like a leak. It was like from the forthcoming mm. big pun album. And yeah, that's just kind of burned in my mind. It's just kind of just really old 90s web browser with like the crap quality audio, but it was such a great tune. So 
yeah and then he, he died like fairly young into my hip-hop fandom like i was just getting into rap more seriously when he passed away and it was mm-hmm. one of those things where it was like he was obviously a really large man he, he was struggling with that so you know i guess he's not an mc that i think about like regularly now but whenever i go back to his material it's great and i mean especially capital punishment obviously that's a really great album mm, interesting yeah that is interesting he did die so soon i remember his death in 2000 and me and ray were at uni and i remember hearing that news ray and i just been like really just stunned and sitting down and being like holy fuck like i think biggie and pack when they died i was so young that it hit different and it didn't hit the same when you're 20 and it hits and he's had four five years in the mix right now where you're so excited for what else he can drop that was a real real gut punch to me i remember that when when he did die of a heart attack i think so yeah 28 as well i just remember his death also it was like it was weird because he was like such a great mc Mm. but in a way he'd gotten famous like i remember that whole era was the jerry springer era or you had like mini me or the other little person that was with kid rock and like he was, you know, he was the big fat guy where, you know, who, who weighed 500 pounds or whatever. Mm. And it was like really exploitative. But at the time, we didn't even really see it like that. That was just what the culture was into at that point. And it's like it was weird. It was, it, you know, it sucked, obviously. Mm. Yeah, no, absolutely. Definitely. Uh, Ray, for you, your relationship with Big Pun? Uh, just I remember I'm just so into um, people being disciplined with their rhyming and you know, like he is so disciplined with his rhyme style, but there's a it's it's littered with it's full gangsterism, but with a smile on his face. But he's just you know there's just jokes everywhere. There's mm. so much of it. This going through this now with uh, uh, you know, like to to, I, to this day, I'm just, I'm just double checking the um which track it was um. Uh, this, that doesn't really matter to show, but it's my is my alarm clock. You ain't a killer is my alarm clock every morning. It's just waking <laughs> up to it. It's waking up to a vibe. And it's, it, look, obviously it's an alarm clock, and I'm like, fuck, I gotta get out of bed. So I only hear the first couple of. It's the beat. I don't even hear hear his voice really, but mm. it's just a uh, like a, so much tracks. So many of the tracks on this. I, I'm only talking about Capital Punishment because mm. that's. Uh, yeah, that's just the album's just just crazy. But the relationship with Pan is just like he's like forever been in. Uh, I hesitate to say in top five because we're talking about one album, really, really. Mm. Uh, and then you know, watch out now, um, mm. off the books maybe. But and then it's, and there's a few freestyles. But um, yeah, basically it's capital punishment. Like and it, really, there's an argument. Can someone be in your top five of off the strength of one album? Well, two two albums really, but mm. um, I don't really. I don't really. Rate. A lot of verses though. Had a lot of features. Had a lot of verses. So you could throw them. But I know what you mean. His own artistry, his own uh, like artistic uh, outlook. You only really got one piece of work and one posthumous. Like you know. So yeah, you're right. It's very tough. But I do remember from my perspective, him being so large in your listening, Ray. When I first met you at 19 years old. Um, it almost was a bit like, oh my god! I thought I loved pun, but this guy, like you, obviously at the time when we met, Ray used to rhyme quite a bit as well. Like especially freestyle, you held that up so highly, and I realised that pun, especially for spitters, was just something that was almost like a demigod, almost like a someone to really put up there. And just if I'm speaking on my own personal relationship with pun, I, I, you know, it takes time to actually realise 
how much someone's permeated your own culture and someone's permeated your own lifestyle. And I was thinking about it today and I was thinking, holy fuck, for five years, that bridge from going out of uni to getting a proper job, my voicemail was just, yeah, baby. That was it. Yeah, baby. I'd, I'd cut that <laughs> intro to airport, to, to yeah, baby. And him just doing yeah, baby was my voicemail. So anytime you'd call me, you'd get that. And I remember I'd started work at the BBC and at like all these other like really quite high held companies and they'd be caught. I'd get calls, you know, around the clock about work and my manager specifically pulling me to the side and saying, yeah, you're going to need to change that. I don't, nobody's getting it. No one understands it yet. <laughs> to me, to me, this, I had this, I don't know if Ray, you remember, I had this blue big pun t-shirt and it was big pun in his all full on denim with his goggles and his, yeah, Puerto, yeah. Re- and his Puerto Rico flag and this Puerto Rico flag standing there. And this is one thing that I absolutely adore about Big Pun. And you can put it, a lot of artists do do this, but they've had the time and have been allotted the life life to um, grow and maybe grow away from these things. But Pun's fierce, joyous, like pride of his identity, his fierce identity in everything he did. He never wasn't himself. And I loved that about him. It just made me love him more. And almost like when I wore that Puerto Rico flag, it was like, yeah, I'm doing it for all the Puerto Ricans out there. I'm in London. Like, I don't know any Puerto Ricans. But there was this sense of that. And I just wanted to jump into my relationship with, and then I realised that, you know, when you're older, you're like, holy shit. Like I, I, that off the books first, I, I'd still use Gangster Wit and A Case of Chris to this day. And there's moments in this albums that have just permeated my vernacular kind of thing. So yeah, I, I do want to jump into that thing then that you just said there, Ray, about top five. And I think you've probably already answered this question, but I'll, I'll throw it to some raw. I was thinking about what makes pun special. Cause in this 50 years of hip hop, we've got numerous rappers who are incredible. So one, what makes him special? And two, why is he included or excluded of, of, of someone's top five or your top five. Why could you see those things? Sunraw, for you, could you, yeah, I'll, I'll throw that to you first, man. I just think he was forged in fire. When you look at the era that he came up in specifically, it's like the, the back half of the 90s. It was just really competitive in the sense of, I'm going to spit the hotter verse. It's not necessarily going to be deep. It's not necessarily even like going into the songwriting, although he did have that. He was mm-hmm. able to write a hook and he, you know, he had his hits. But just that whole mixtape run and even on his album, like kind of writing from the perspective of I have to have the flyest bars because someone else is coming up right behind me. Mm-hmm. I think that's what really defines Big Pun like that in his flow, because he just I mean, he'd take these breaths, but he just wouldn't stop rhyming. Like even if it was, you know, usually someone would have to like take a pause or do something and he just barreled forward. So that's what I'm thinking of when it comes to Big Pun. Um, as far as someone's top five, I mean, he, I I wouldn't say honestly that he's in my top five, but that's just because his career was really cut short Mm. and maybe it it felt like it was cut short in a way that even, even if Biggie had, you know, two albums and one of them was a double, it it felt like Biggie had had more of an impact. He'd done different kinds of songs. He'd had maybe more of a time to stretch his wings. Mm. Uh, whereas pun was like, he was still. Like that's like, I mean, we can talk about it, but yeah, baby was not a brilliant album mm. in my opinion. 
when you know yeah. there was a lot of i mean i've got a song from it on my top five but okay. generally speaking it was you know people didn't regard it really well when it happened mm. i also find it's really funny that like looking back at it with like 25 years hindsight or 23 years hindsight is like it's named after an austin powers catchphrase which i i can just imagine like yeah. some kid hearing i'm like i don't get why did he call his album that and it's like no you don't understand people are saying that all the time like that stupid catchphrase in like 99 2000 you couldn't like what's going man yeah baby and it's like oh. <laughs> but i think he did make his own in a weird way like yeah. he fully rebranded pun to what like i'm sure a lot of these things for yeah baby were in place before he died but you know like the air jordan thing but pun like it's pun yeah. doing the air jordan yeah, symbol like i wanted that change so all that just something with that on so badly at that time and also just the way he says yeah baby on the on the like he says it numerous time on watch those and stuff yeah. like that he's rebranding it to something that is just like a bit off kilter and i love that about <laughs> his humor uh but yeah no i, I do get it that to be fair completely honest out there i i really loved yeah baby when it came out and yeah. i still really like it now but i do completely understand that capital punishment is a very different record and a lot more seismic like there's just if you're looking at a record for just like oh what does rapping what's good rapping like oh here you go just listen to these 24 tracks because you're not going to get he never doesn't deliver i can't think of i don't know he had a short time with this but <clears throat> he this is one thing I was going to say what makes him special. Like, first of all, he's a very singular artist to me. He is one of one. Like, there is no one else like Pun, or there hasn't been like Pun. If you're talking about his rhyming, you're talking about the way he attacked different types of songs, club hits. Uh, he didn't really get too introspective, but again, he wasn't afforded the time to maybe do that. But if you look at his impact in a short time where... You have someone like G Rap. Cool G Rap, absolute legend, yeah? Has he got a classic album in him? A lot of people would argue maybe not. Maybe he hasn't got a classic in his books. Some people would argue he has, right? And the stuff with Marco Polo and stuff like that is amazing. But he took Cool G Rap's kind of just baton, took the baton and ran with it. And you called it barreling forward. And there is this thing of pun, revolutionising Cool G Rap and all that style into something completely different. So when you see pun, I see him as almost like an evolutionary step in hip hop. And I've said this before about Tribe and other people as well, but that's, I think that's what makes them great. He, he has a massive star persona. He's like larger than life as well as incredibly gifted technically. Um, so if you have what is a hugely large persona and you can hang off that incredible rhyming technique, then what a start you're off to. Do you know what I mean? And I think I think he's on an elite plane of rappers just on that side of side of things. Ray, did you I have a few more things I want to talk about pun generally, but for you, what are the things that make pun special and to you in, in, in just your listening? Just um 
Yeah, just like I said, but it's just the discipline rhyming. It's just the thing about it is the whole, um, like he can talk about some real, um, there's there's a lot of quite dark beats on uh, Capital Punishment and it would just be uh, like unnecessarily dark, but they're brought up by his sense of humour. Mm. But um, if you look at, say, um, I'm sure we're going to go into them, but um, like Boomerang mm. and there's like, the, I was just, like looking at it more seriously uh, just because we're doing this. And there's like this, the second verse on there is yeah. like talking about how. Um, Slitting his wrist, uh, Slitting his wrist, going just, to call for quits, that kind of thing when he comes out with that. Yeah. Yeah. Should I slit my wrist, go for it all or call it quits? Picture me taking my life, leaving my wife and my daughter. Shit. Mm. Wish I could step back and switch my memories, lift the felonies from a wreck. And all of this is just, it's like, I don't know. I, I, I've basically, I've, I guess I've not really sat down and, and, and taken a, uh, paid attention to it properly in the past, but just even paying more attention to it now, it's like, fuck, this is a dark you, shit. You, it's, you could say so many, like, just, um, just just jokes in the um like the dream shower there's loads of fucking lines in that it's just oh. just ridiculous like hit him with a thousand pounds of pressure per, per slap, slap. <laughs> give him his purse back all of that stuff give is just but then back. uh yeah oh. the just i don't know yeah the, uh, i i i guess it's gonna, gonna come out when we break as we as we break this down but um mm. yeah, it's just i find it interesting you know the whole like um you know one of his first you know one of his first raps was about a burrito <laughs> well it was it was it was more of a rap Oh my oh, God! Stop this! Them. I've got to keep doing no, it. No, you don't. No, you don't. You don't. Saul's <laughs> here as well. Off. Look, he loves the punts. So I, I got you. Got to represent. <laughs> got to throw in the big punts. Got to throw in the big punts. Okay, hold, hold on two seconds. We've got Oz in the live mix here. All I want to say is, yeah, baby, and maybe that's all we need to say, and then just end this podcast. You're right, uh, Oz. Uh, first demigod reference. Why right they come? Well done. Uh, we forgot that Ray loves the demigods, and anytime we mention demigods, oh. <laughs> we have a demigods reference uh, sound effect so there you go we absolutely right how did i miss that as well done yeah demigods yeah. reference off the bat long um, time since i thought about the demigods oh jo- join this pod ball back. <laughs> join this pod ball because that's what we like to talk about <laughs> is the demigods uh but what i was going to say oh man yeah legends uh, pun would have fit he so built on, i feel like he built on like that kind of, of punchline style that was going around with big pun like yes like there's a link there yeah Oh, absolutely! Yeah, I can see that link. Self-titled too, yeah. with the Puerto Rican side to it, like yeah. But th- this is the thing about pun and the evolutionary step. I think there's a lot of links come out from Pun's work, even though it was short-lived. I think he'd come on at Fat, Fat Joe's track in 95, died in 2000. Like, in them five years, he did a lot of, there was a lot of influence going around. And you know, I talked about how he was larger than life. I think part of that larger than life and persona, that star persona was the wit, yeah? And I do think, if I think about just pound for pound amount of joke I've got from hip-hop, I do think he's one of the wittiest rappers we've ever had. And it's because he had his own sense of humour, and we will go into the skits, but he made you feel like you're part of his crew with the pack in the back in the back of the air, pack in the back in the back of the air, pack in the back in the back. You're like, what is going on right now? I got it, I got it, nigga. I had the mantra, I shot the place. I was back in the back in the back of the air. What? I was packing the mac in the back of the act. You was packing the mac in the back of the act? Yeah. Oh. 
What shrooms have you guys been doing where you thought this was a good skit? But I love it, and I feel like I'm part of the crew. Just ask Mike. Mike who? Mike, Mike who? Dick. Simple things. Simple. Simple. Absolutely. <laughs> Tony Sunshine needs more shine for that song. I, I was going to go into I had a little, really nice queued up joke about that one as well, but we'll go into that. But I was going to say, you know, he is uh, fun, witty. I do think he is so well-rounded in uh, as he goes in his short career that he becomes, obviously he can make hits, he can make street shit, he can do introspective shit, he can do, he knows how to do all that. But one of the biggest things I listened back, now I'm listening back, I was like, shit, you know the thing about Pun and him knowing. I, th- I thought you were doing the intro to the, to and, <laughs> and and shit. shit. You know, that street shit, that street that shit, shit, that shit, shit, that, that commercial shit. shit, that street yeah. shit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> that love shit, that hate shit, that cry shit. Yeah, that... You're almost my favourite shit. Yeah. Don't worry, we're going to talk about that song. It's There's some stuff about that song we've got to talk about. But I was thinking, you know, I was listening back to this. If you know, and I'm not an artist, so please indulge me here. But if I'm an artist and I know, what are my big strengths here? Well, my biggest strength is I have a God-level flow, right? And I can tongue-twist more than anyone, right? I could just do that. Over and over and over again. And some people might say Pun does. But if you actually really listen to his songwriting, I think Pun has this incredible restraint not to overwrite. There are moments in these songs where he doesn't overwrite it and he uses it with these flourishes. And it hits you like with a a one-two, a one-two, and then the jawbreaker. And then it'll be like bang, 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 bang. And it'll hit you with a flurry sometimes, but sometimes it'll slow it right down. And then you're like, this is a really interesting way he learned. And I'm sure Biggie was a large part, because I can hear Biggie. It's not the same, but it kind of is in what he tackled, like Still Not a Player, stuff like that, 100%. All these tracks was, I can kind of see where Biggie came with this. But you know, you talk about Pun is fun. I was thinking about this track the other day, and um, it's not in my top five. It's not even my top 10, but watch those. Uh, And I know nobody really talks about watch those, but... The amount of joke I got from he's going to put his foot so far up your ass that the sweat from his knee is going to quench your thirst, which to anyone else is a brilliant punchline. But to pun, it's a punchline. And then I'm going to Eminem it and put a really good ad lib where he goes, oh, thanks, pun. And then... That, to this day, gets me... And I'm a child, maybe I'm a child at heart, but this is what I mean about puns of wit. He could extend it and put it in skits and then know when to do the right ad-lib and just not overwrite, which was amazing for someone who's the master of unorthodoxy. Um, I just thought it was really, really interesting that he could do that. Um, I have another element of the the climate he came out in before we jump into our top fives. Uh, but I just want to like, the, let me just put it out there for you guys. You have schools of rappers. Yeah. So people come out in different years, different eras. Uh, Rakim kind of killed that era. Kane, Rakim doing that. Chuck D had his era. KRS had his era. If you look at the spitters that came up when pun came up, and then you think, why can't cannabis do what pun can do? Oh, cause Ooh. that's big fucking pun and cannabis can't do 
what Big Punk can do. And when you hear, what was it, that the, the fear he invoked in other rappers. And I know people build up legends and stuff, but I like to believe that legend sometimes because, I don't know, it adds to it. And Jimi Hendrix, I want to know about the cool shit Jimi Hendrix did with guitar, just like I want to know when Fat Joe said that rappers would, I couldn't tell them Pum was going to be on the song. And then he actually said, cannabis didn't even show for recordings. He said, I couldn't tell Nas that I was going to be on record. He's going to be on record with Pun. And then he said, um, the story is, you know, we waited for cannabis about 30 to 100 sessions and he never walked in the door to do a song with Pun. And you're like, what the fuck? Like, I don't know. I know this is the believing the legend and all this stuff, but you've got the funk flex freestyles. Brothers are rapping like a rack of soldiers acting like they cracking boulders with a pack of captain or attack a blowfish. Always talk the shit players that rather bought the picture off than kind of fit kings in the you've got that real moment some would say the last peak for new york hip-hop when he comes out when there's most death cameron you know cannabis obviously dmx that's a crazy climate he's coming in and he's you know i would say probably a better rapper rapper than um, like most of those guys, cannabis has a a big like uh, catalog there at that time as well. But yeah, I don't know what you guys thought to that kind of climate where pun fit in it, and what if you had anything to say about the, the the crazy stories that have come out about him after after the fact. I just remember the one in particular. Um, I can't remember exactly how it goes, but it's something along the lines of like just so it was, it was prod- prodigy being in a session and him being that it and like oh yeah. Like prodigies, it he's pretty. Like he's pretty gangster. Like he's got stuff on tracks where he's talking about, you know, if if you kill me, I kill you. Then that's just the way it is. I'm just gonna I'm gonna die. It's about who gets who first, and you know, they talk about all that crazy space shit. You know that whole that whole thing, yeah. and and just the whole. Then just the idea that he, that he's in the studio with Pun and and Pun's in there with his crew, and they're all like, look, we got we got our guns. Where's your gun? Me and Pun. Just we started hanging out a lot. We would go to the clubs together. He would call me, Yo P, we going out tonight. Come through. Yo, come to the crib. I get inside the house. He said, Look under the couch. So I look under the couch. This nigga had the 357, the snub. I was like, Oh, this is crazy right here. He said, Man, that's nothing. He's like, That's nothing. Put that down. He's like, Yo, 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 homie, show P your gun. So he went down his ankle. Pulled out the little, he, was, he had the little 45. It was like mad small mm. plastic 45. I was like, oh shit, this is crazy, right? He's like, oh, that's nothing, that's nothing. Yo, 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 show P your gun. So now, one by one, he pun is doing this, pointing to everybody in the room. There's about 20 people in the house. He pointed to each one of them one by one. Yo, show P your gun. Yo, show P your gun. Show P your gun. Now it's <laughs> mad guns out. <laughs> it's mad. Everybody got their guns out in their hand. So I'm the last person. He looked at me. Yo, P, let's see your gun, P. Where your gun at? I'm like, I left my gun in the car, my nigga. <laughs> I ain't want to bring my gun in your house, my nigga. He like, ah, oh, see? He said, we got the drop on you right now, son. He said, don't do that ever in your life again. Man, keep that gun on you, man. Look at all these guns out on you right now. He said, we can do what we want with you right now. And I'm like, yeah, you're right, my nigga. He's like, nah, I'm just fucking with you, P. I'm just fucking with you. He said, but remember that, though. And that whole thing of that they've all got their guns out. Yeah. And I don't I, I can't see it. Obviously, it's in the in it was pre um having a phone in your hand 24 hours a day, um, 
you know, that era. So you can only picture it, but like you can you can picture Pun being deadly serious with like, you know, he's got what got over a thousand guns, obviously. So it's just the, for him to be in the studio with the with the guns being like, <laughs> yeah. where, where are your guns? What are you gonna do? Yeah, but also it? with a smile on his face, you know, just yeah. like because it's that prodigy it's, interview is amazing. If people haven't heard it, it is fucking great. Please go out there, listen to it. Um, but yeah, the fear he invoked in rappers. I'm talking about the fear he invoked in rappers. This is exactly what I'm talking about. So, but then DJ who kid like literally kidnapped? Was it kidnapping or sticking him up or something like that? Like you have all these stories that have come out about the legend of Pun. Um, Sunra, what do you think of that climate? When he's coming out here, you've got DMX, people out there at that time. Uh, how do you think he stood out there from from, from most? <laughs> Sorry, I mean, you've got I to go think, for the chat. Okay, I will. I, will. I think based on uh, the artists that you were naming, like he obviously built on the Biggie formula, mm. which is, you know, I, I think even in his life, like when you see something like that, I mean, I know a lot of people that like they're maybe a little larger at the time and like use humor to maybe deflect from that. And like, you, you know, you make it, you know, you're the big funny guy. It's like, it's a thing in Hollywood. It's a thing mm. kind of everywhere. But comparing him to cannabis like cannabis was nerdy like he was always he could always kill it mm. but like you listen to it and you're like you're spending a lot of time writing this and you really want to be taken seriously but you're doing maybe a little too much whereas pun like was able to use that humor like he had that flow and he was deadly serious but he fit in with like kind of that biggie you know that 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 aspect of biggie where he's delivering a punchline but you're really laughing it's a joke it's not like oh i'm scrunching my face i mean punk could also do that mm -hmm. and i mean he's coming up around the same era as eminem who you mentioned of course and yeah. they you know coming you know i mean eminem being from detroit and pun being from the bronx from puerto rican they were like just slightly to the left of what was like you imagined a rapper to be and they both had those flows and those punchlines. Mm -hmm. and like i always saw them like like i you know listen to what you're saying it made me wonder like how different would we view Eminem if he died after his second album? Yeah. And people might, you know, you know, if you erase the past 20 years of his music, it might be better for his legacy, if I'm being really honest. <laughs> but but you're right, there is that thing where you think, what would that have been? I know Eminem worked on a more larger scale, just because of Dre and you know, the, the backing of Dr. Dre. But yeah, that's a really interesting thing to think how that would have been, right? But I think I think ultimately with with pun. It's like what worked is is he had that that personality. It's, it's we're we're going back to what you were saying about it, mm -hmm. where he was able to connect with people beyond just being a dope rapper. Like he had that, mm -hmm. but then he had that extra like X factor. Like you mentioned the big pun chain where he's like riffing on Jordan or he's riffing off Austin Powers. Mm -hmm. And like I remember back in the day, like he was a big man, but like he was always fresh. Mm -hmm. Like he was wear like the quadruple or quintuple size, like fat farm jean jacket with the jeans to match and then like he'd have like a denim bandana or something and like yeah yeah he was always pulling off these looks that you know it, it kind of were it synergized with his rapping and his personality and all that and like that was the thing because like you know some of my favorite punch it is with nori like we'll get to that yeah and like nori's like another guy who's like he's latino and he's new york and he's got like this personality to it and like i could see why they would get along mm. but you know even more than fat Joe, because Joe's like more of a serious guy. Like you don't see fat Joe laughing quite as much. Although, I mean, I think big, big puns passing might've had to do with that. Like mm, that might've you know, shot sure. over it, but um, you know, just that humor and that persona and like, you know, what, what, what 10 years ago people would have called swag. Like he had it like, yeah. before it was. A thing. That's that, that's that little Raekwon ghost kind of like triumvirate and him and Ray on a track. People we seem to like him. Yes. Like that was the thing. 
you hear about rappers and I mean, I know in his personal life, there was some, you know, some less savory stuff. But when you talk to rappers, they always said that he was like he made them laugh and he was like a great guy. And like they were always cracking up around him. Mm. And like, that's the thing. If like you can make the people around you, you know, want to fuck with you like that, like, you know, mm-hmm. that's going to translate on record, too. This like, that- it's like you said, not like part of his crew. Yeah, this, this is that street thing though as well. Like I remember watching that Big Pun doc when it come out around two thousand and one ish or something, and there's f- video footage of him abusing. You know, it, like we can't neglect. We have to mention. I think it's right to mention these things, and it comes to that ultimate debate all the time. But I think it, Chris Rivers' son came out a few years ago with a freestyle that really hit, like that really hit, and Chris Rivers talking about you know, his dad being abusive and obviously to his wife as well and stuff like that. It, you know, you can't forget the kind of person that he was in normal life and see that on the dock was crazy. And she'd run up the stairs cause he couldn't go upstairs at that point. He was yeah. so big. He couldn't go upstairs. Yeah. So that's what she'd do while he'd get his pistol out to a pistol whip. And you're like, this is fucking crazy. So it's interesting that his art never really went into uh, that introspective stuff like we talked about a little bit there we'll go into that a little bit more but again i think it's just not afforded the time to tackle those things and to grow as a person he didn't have time to i'm not making any excuse for him but what i'm saying is this is the thing he didn't have time to grow from any of these things if any of us were cut short at 28 i don't know what my legacy would have been do you know what i mean so exactly um let's go into the chat then before the top fives what we usually do with these top fives is i'll get like 10 i'm going to count down see how many of these other guys' top fives I can pick off. But when I get to five, I'd like everyone in the chat to drop their top fives as well. Uh, what we got here, free music, Ray Ridge equals lowercase punishment. That's true. My friends were kind of surprised to find out how street he was. No one I knew could listen to pun and be intimidated because he was so damn funny. That's interesting. That's interesting. It's when you hear the stories, right? And he he was about that. He ain't. He was outside doing this shit. He was not, you know, and that's funny to think someone so gifted was on the street doing this shit. Uh, pun loved punctuation, tenses, nouns, adjectives. He was all about that grammar life, <laughs> says Oz, which is great, which is great. That's what I need. <laughs> a grammar life. That is another great little pun. We need like a thing here. I didn't I didn't even, why did I not register that? We're going to have loads of puns uh, for this. And we, obviously we're going to. Uh, so yes, let's jump into this. So my number one, my dick featuring Tony Sunshine. That is, <laughs> My Dick is the best song puns ever. No, it's not, obviously not. But I had to just shout out My Dick because it's one of the most immature songs I've ever heard, but still kind of get replay value. Get off my dick, my, my dick, 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 my dick. I just want to take time to talk to everybody. Way show me love to let me rock the mic at the party. Now you gon' get what you deserve. That's my dig in your mouth. Cause me and Pun is gonna show you what is Um But I have just gonna give a bit of stipulation for my songs here. Pun has a lot of features. I have decided to exclude the songs that aren't his anyone else on that tip or have you added songs where uh there he's just featuring on them i have one okay uh it's it's a fat joe song so i barely consider it yes separate from the catalog if i'm being it's like it could have ended right? up on the other album in my opinion like 
Yes, yes, it, I feel that. Is it twins? Is it twins? I think twins is, is twins. 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 I is wanted a... twins, but because twins was a Snoop and Dre song originally, mm. I didn't put it in. But like, <gasps> I mean, Dead in Little Italy is amazing. It's okay. We're, we're veering. I knew into... someone else was going to <laughs> Yeah, of course, of course. We're veering into this. I think vi- twins is a big pun song. By the way, just to put it out there, I do think it is a big pun song. Ray, have you added any features, or is yours strictly pun songs as well? It- no, it, yeah, Twins is in it because Twins is too big. It's too big a moment in hip hop for <laughs> yeah, me. Yeah. And uh, I, I, so with the t- top five Tupac, um, I was very strict about, okay, one track per album, there's so much material, you know, and uh, well, one track per good album. And um, yeah, and, and it all very much had to be like, there's no one else on these on these tracks, you know, so Hit Em Up was out. Um, but mm. with with... Dead in the middle of little Lily Dill did we know that he read was a middle man and didn't do diddly. You can't not include it. You can't not include yeah, it. Can't not for include me, it. it's, it's it up there. And I think to be honest, it's uh yeah, look, it's number one. It's the it's mine. It's, it's... <laughs> Brilliant. Ruin that for everyone. Thank you. There we go. It's number one, it's twins. <laughs> if I'm being completely honest and letting my heart rule over my head, um my number one in life is off the books. Because it's just, it's everything. It's and I know Twins is great, but I'll be honest, the other verses on Twins are great. But I love Cuban Links's verse on Off the Books. I love where that song goes after Pun as much, not as much, but but yeah, I think that feature, that verse, is probably one of my favourites of Puns ever. I haven't included it in my five because it is a beat nuts track, really, and um, which is fine. People go check out the beat nuts. That's essentially if this is where where you are right now, go check their beat nuts tapes because they were incredible, and it's easily probably my most rinsed as well. Uh, and anyone who needs that line please do go check it out uh yeah my bitch got the meanest ass it tastes legit i don't have to waste a whole crazy kiss it tastes my pretty all it tastes my pretty face and gangster wit still say it to this day uh other ones i haven't included but i do think need a shout out uh, just because pun like you just said ray sometimes puns just too big that you can't mention it i think we can't do a pun episode without at least mentioning these i'm not going to go into them but it's rattling off his feature on, I think it might even be the first time he came on a track on Watch Out. Watch out where he talks about um, uh, I doom the world like I was God and throw my gun away and snatch the moon out of the sky and blow the sun away. That for me was when Pun is doing astrology and space rap and bringing it to the streets. So that little Mob Deep skit that we all know about where he's like, you talking about space and shit, what the fuck, rah, 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 probably you have any go at people doing that. Have a go at Pun then, because Pun's have talked about it right now in Watch Out. So yeah, Watch Out for me is there. Um, 
Shut Em Down Remix, I had to mention that because I can't think of many, and we will talk about a Black Thought song that uh, he's on with Pun, but I don't think Pun has ever really been washed off a song with any time he's on one, right? And that says a lot for a five-year career in 90s hip-hop with all these spitters. But if you're making uh, an argument for it, I think maybe Sticky Fingers on uh, Shut Em Down Remix. Sticky Fingers, I'm still alive. That mean the greatest rapper of all time ain't never die. I'm underground, too hard for the radio. MTV won't even play my video. They scared to death, motherfuckers trying to ban me. I'm the one that told Dirty to shut down the Grammys. You think that they could get with me, Stick? I burned all of y'all. I don't care, Puffy, do your remix. I'm crazy, running up a Def Jam with a handgun. Fuck a royalty, I'm holding Russell for ransom. I'll make you sleep where the worms do. I can't care less. If you ain't shit, die to turn blue. Niggas like us can bring the game It's so ridiculous. And he follows Pun, where I, where I do find myself thinking, holy shit, did... Did fingers win? Did Sticky Fingers win that? Did he win that? Oh my god! But again, forget just puns flow on that is outrageous. So yeah, that's another one for me. And then two that we all talk about regularly. I think John Blaze and Band from TV. Right? I don't know what you guys think to those two tracks. John Blaze is uh, the one that I got that's uh, not a, a proper pun track. That's in my top five. You ain't got no wins in me, guys. I think that Fasa, you ain't even in my class. I, I hate an actor that plays a rapper. I'm Trevor Squad, Beta Kappa, everybody's favorite rapper. Grand Imperial College material, insane criminal. The same nigga who known to blow out your brain mineral. I reign subliminal inside your visual. Try to supply your physical, but my spiritual side of us lyrical. I'll appear in your dreams like Freddie do, no kidding you. Even if I stuttered, I would still sh- shit on you. Soon as I chitter chatter, you shit and shatter. Let's go now then, because it wasn't going to be in my test. Why is John plays in, John Johnny Blaze in your in your five, and where is it in your five, Sunro? Um, I put it right in the middle, actually, of my top five. It's just when I think of yeah, like I was talking about mixtapes, like those DJ Clue era mm. posse cuts. It was such a great era for for the New York posse cut, mm. like possibly one of the best in my opinion. I know the early '90s has like a lot of like these obscure like Biggie joints and whatnot, but mm. I just really love the Clue era. Uh, it's a rare ski beats appearance outside of like his regular camp, uh, especially considering that Terror Squad and Jay weren't on great terms in that era. That was like, mm. I think that it never boiled over, I think partially because Pun passed away. Um, but yeah, I'm comparing it to Fantastic Four or Firewater, which has a lot of the same mm-hmm. people in um, it has the line, uh, even if I stuttered, I would still shit sh- shit on you. Which yeah. Is <laughs> Eminem, take note. Those flourishes. He, he changes his flow at one point. You know you done fucked up, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> Bro, I was going to say, anyone who's mentioned, who's in, this is what, 98? So in yeah. 1998, you're referencing Bill Duke from Menace to Society. No, I, I thought. No, so, you know what I'm saying? That you done I, fucked up now. You know that does. <laughs> I didn't even know. I was so insulated over here that I didn't. I thought it was just me that loved the. You know you done fucked up, right? You know you done yeah. fucked up, right? And yeah. to hear yeah. pun, to hear pun, you know you done fucked up, right? He's like, holy shit! Me and pun get on. We would get on. This is this is what I mean. This, yeah. So John Blaze has these moments which are just incredible. Absolutely. To speak to what you were saying uh, before about him never being washed. I don't think he's been washed ever, but 
Nas's verse on John Blaze comes very, I mean, mm. it's, it's neck and neck. My stripes show like regiments, military intelligence, murder game. I leave no evidence, credentials. Go ask my preschool, even talk to my old principal. He tell you how I used to pack a number two pencil. Stabbing students, grabbing teachers, Catholics, preachers. In the school staircase, cutting class, passing my reefer, MO class. Operation return, they tried to say I was incompetent, not able to learn. The table turned now, got my own label I earned. Like that nigga said in dead presidents, money to burn. Queensbridge, pay homage, respect. Nas is a vet, acknowledge the rep. I mean, you know, I think not the better lyrics, but Pun has the better flow. And it's let's call it a draw because like and even like Ray and Jada. I mean, yeah, it looks like a at the end on his own track. And I, I think he's just there. He's like, well, I got all these guys together. I'm, I'm just spit my my little shit over here. And I mean, I love that Joe. This is not taking anything away from him, but I feel he was there and he was like, OK, this is not my time to shine really on this one which is why i gave it to i, I called it a a, a pun track because mm. it really doesn't feel like i mean fat joe comes in at the end it didn't feel like a a fat joe track to me i absolutely get that and i can see that's great reasoning for why that is more of a pun track and fair play to fat joe the producer in him i suppose a little bit the a and r in him where it's just like let's just get a goat mc lineup and this is what i'm talking about this is if, if you can go toe-to-toe with these people and not be afraid to do it i don't know many people who are referencing who are pulling black thought onto an album track to be featured in 96 97 98 i can't think of many i think maybe like common the roots like they have a few things maybe floating around that time but Again, he is that he's he he wants to test himself against these other greats. So yeah, okay. So there we go. One down. John Blaze. What do you have to say about John Blaze, Ray? Yeah, it's it's a, it's a ridiculous first. Just all, all of it. It's, it's it's somehow like if you were thinking of a way of marketing a product, and like you you've got your capital punishment product, and you're like, look, we need a, a dose. You got to go out there, but a verse with uh, some of the some of the best rappers at the time. And also, you got to get your jokes, your gangsterism, your lyricism. Your and he's just packed it all into that verse. Yeah, and uh, and you know, movie references, everything is just it's 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 all packed. It's all packed in there. Mm. But I was too too uh, strict with strict. my rules. Look, yeah. I mean, twins is you know yeah. I'll, I'll accept it, but the rest are all okay. Pump, okay. Pump, pump. Well, again, John Blaze, amazing. I would say. I listen to more Ban from TV. I think Ban from TV, just that epic feel to the beat. I could never not feel bad for nature. I'm not going to lie. Like he kicks off this song and someone should have told him, by the way, big pun is going to come in after you and just give him the rhyme. Just say nature. This is what pun is going to write. I don't know if you want to rewrite your stuff or whatever, but yeah, pun on that is just unreal and lifts the whole song to another echelon after nature and fair play to nature. Absolutely. You know, I'm I'm not hating on him, but I'm just saying I feel bad that pun was bringing this after let him kick this rhyme off or, or anchor it. Do you know what I mean? But, um, one thing about just 
Banff from TV. We could talk about it all day if we wanted to, that track. But you know what I really loved about Banff from TV was I loved Scar... I know people say I love Scarface, but I loved Scarface. But I remember him using a throwaway Scarface line, and I got it immediately, and it being endlessly quotable now. And I didn't know anyone... Again, I didn't know people were, when he goes, Uzi in your hearse, leave you double dead... Uh, yeah, yeah, that isn't even that's a great line. Uzi your hearse, I'll leave you double dead, right? I'm a bubble head. And I was like, what is a bubble? And you've got Ghost and Ray doing their stuff at this moment, but Bubblehead specifically when Al Pacino calls Michelle Five for a bubblehead. I'm like, what is How would you know, Bubblehead? I'd never listened to anything my mother said. Like this is these moments where you're like, these flourishes from him that are just different. No one else is doing that. And I reckon Eminem is that the, the, why I love M is because he would have them saying things where you're like, what are you saying right now, mate? Uh, so yeah, no, uh, oozing your hearse and leaving your double day because it's a just, That That would have been a beautiful, a beautiful thing to hear. Just an album of Pun and M together. Oh, what year? They, what year? 2001? Yeah, after Marshall Mathers. 99. 99? Yeah, yeah, maybe, yeah, may, yeah, maybe. I'm thinking M was better part of, me is, part of me is like, I just want it to be in the nineties because everything in the nineties <laughs> is beautiful. But um, it's just even better in the nineties. Yeah, yeah, and and just um, I, just even the um, the mentality like that this this they both had skits where they're like, oh, you 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 hit you hit you gotta make it, and then he just kills it. <laughs> And then, and then Eminem had that as well. He's like, I'm yeah. not going to kill you. I'm not going to kill, kill you, bitch. You. And then shoots him. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so I mean, they've... They've got that same kind of semi that joke mentality, which is um, mm. uh, just beautiful as well. Especially in you know we're in this world, this fucking overly woke um, existence we live in right now. But it, that was an era of just not giving a fuck. I'm going to joke about shooting you in the face. Yeah, well, exactly. Your brains will make the debut on the table when I raise this thing. All of it, just there's so much. This, <laughs> your brains will make your debut on the table. Think about that line. Oh, amazing. It's yeah, all of. But there's even moments like you ain't gonna wins in me class, uh, you ain't even me class. Uh, that all these moments where he did yeah. these little Latin flourishes, and you know, first Latin rapper to go platinum. This is another thing you got to realize that he was breaking ground on gnome levels as well commercially. And for, I mean, look at Cardi B and people like that now. Like there are again, we could talk about that all day. But um, yeah, just one other song before we go into our top top ten, and then we're going to write it down. Uh, uh, Drop it heavy remix, and I listened to it on my pun playlist I had on. And I was like, I haven't heard this Showbiz and AG song in ages, and it's got Showbiz AG, Big Pun, and KRS One on it. Like Elijah Muhammad, but I'm God retarded, ain't no righteousness, and there's heart of violence, heart is diamond, but I'm in the rough. Listen up, if you ever see me with the feds, you can bet us in the cuffs. Ain't no stitching knots, bitching knots, unofficial knots. Everything we outside, you wish you was. Official thugs in the drug profession, drug connections, drug addictions. Still seeing the judge with drug possession. The four D's, all these is more reason to either get big or leave and let live. We the best that years, TS. Ain't nobody else, we probably dove. Cause we all the way on top of the shelf. I'm locking your wealth with the master keys. Freeze, I'm trying to breeze. I'm a squeeze and blast the back of your knees. And I was, holy fucking shit, mate. I forgot about this pun version. And I'm so like gutted. I didn't think about it, but it's got stuff about uh, I'm locking your wealth with the master keys. Freeze! Don't try to breeze. I'm a squeeze and bla- and blast the back of your knees. Like this guy's going for the back of your knee. Like this is what I'm saying. These different ways of rhyming these moments. And um, 
his flow on that is absolutely ridiculous. We've talked about this. We're going to talk about that a lot. That that phrase is going to be repeated a lot, I feel, in this. In this. Um, and yeah, just the last thing was his skits. I think and it had any skits in here. We do have the skit of him having sex and nobody needs that. Nobody needs Funk Flex going, I heard yeah. you fucking right now. I don't care. Like, I don't have these conversations with my friends. I heard you fucking right now, Ray. I heard you fucking right now. Like, who cares? Like, Funk Flex. I mean, I, I, mean, I am, actually. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> I like how... Those skits were all over rap, and as soon as internet porn basically became a thing, they just vanished. Isn't that true? That's so... Oh, my God, it was just pent-up men. People were pent-up before they had the internet, man. Oh, <laughs> shit, that's so true. That's so Jesus, true. Jesus, you're right, actually. Yeah, shit, you yeah. blow my mind there a little bit. Um, but the skits that always stack out are these moments of... Like, we talked about the end shit, right? And I think that's just an evolution of his... And I'm not I'm not lying here. His real... Um, cleverness at skits he had this way of packing the mac in the back of the air packing the mac in the back of the air and that becoming a thing that battle mcs are doing it stuff like that and things like that that he could world build and his skit isn't his skit but i'm guessing someone thought of the intro to capital punishment like you know punish be killing all these and i'm like wow your world building is there Punisher be taking their ass out. X-Men take out the Punisher. X-Men baby stuff, Holmes. All the castles and powers ain't shit. Punisher the real dope, homie. Word, I seen a seven foot tall white Terminator nigga with 20 guns on my roof just the other day. Punisher be taking out all y'all stupid heroes. He be saying, bam, 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 bam. Take out that nigga, bam, 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 bam. You know, you've seen Wu do it. You've seen Nas do it. Now you're doing it. And I think, um, yes, he may have ripped a little bit from Cuban links and stuff like that, but I think it works really well for what he's doing in these albums that he does that. And um, let us not forget the beatbox. That's the beatbox right there. It's the fucking beatbox right there. My style. Like that, I used to laugh, laugh. I still talk about that. That's the beatbox. Well, that, that, that another one, the beatbox one. So yeah, uh, I, I had to just mention these skits before we jump into these 10. So I'm going to go from 10 this time. Uh, I excluded Firewater as well. That was another one, by the way. I excluded Firewater. But I also think Firewater's incredible, a minimal, brilliant beat. But if you actually look at it, puns on it for 50 seconds. Yeah. That's not a pun song to me, and it can't really be in my top 10, top five, uh, but I'd love, love that song. And if anyone wants to see raw, like pun is raw, but if you listen to Firewater, you can actually hear how his voice changes in the verse. Like as he's going, you can hear it. By the end of it, he's like a hungry, young beast. I'm all about business and enterprising, advising financial advisors on franchising the widen their horizons, advising ideas with masterminders, moving on the stash with diamonds. First we get the cash, then we laugh like miners. Don't get me wrong, I'm a funny bastard, but when it comes to money done, I'm not the one to laugh with. I'm after for what cash can bring me, brothers. Me and my demon lovers, glass the laughing high healers, back the ringling brothers. Believe the mothers, you the best jester still. I'm investing mills on a hunch over lunch, muffin on a Chesterfield. Who I test the real scandal? I'm at the Sands in Los Angeles Planning hits with an animist philanthropist Spanish kids, close to guard like evangelists Chopping niggas up and making sandwiches He is a man that I am on a track with Raekwon in 1995 Do you know that? that like, he knows it could be his only chance And I think that you have the special flow, you have all that But I think um, 
that uh, if you listen to that verse and just listen to how he just changes his voice by the end of it. Yeah, I had to put that in there. Uh, but my number 10, and I don't think it's on anyone's list, uh, but I'm going for it because I just adore this song, is 100% from 2000. Now, does anyone have 100% in their five? Was it considered? No. Okay. Right. Okay. So all I really want to jump in with this one is, again, I love celebratory rap. I think we talked about this on the Tri podcast, about people celebrating where they are right now. Unfortunately, this hit very different. He had passed by the time this came out, but I remember it so vividly clear, it being probably the first song I heard uh, after he passed. I know he had It So Hard. This is a rubbish beat. It's a rubbish beat. I I love the flute. It's a flute entry for me, Ray. You know, flutes go straight to my core. And Puerto Rico, come on. That pound, it's a pound. That's a pounding beat for me, man. It's not. It's fucking rubbish. Move on. The one that I would that I would slide in around there was the joint that he had with Sheik on the first Rough Riders album, because that's another digital oh. beat. Pina Colada. So I think instead of 100%, like in the same kind of energy, mm-hmm. that would have been my pick. But again, I didn't include it because it's not a... Mind you, that one might count as a pun track. It might that be pun be. featured. Arguable. It was on a Rough Riders album. It didn't make the cut. But mm-hmm. similar energy. Um, yeah, he was good at those. Yeah. You know, someone's riding on a Kawasaki by my window. <laughs> I, c- I can't hear it, but it's probably one of the Rough Riders coming around right now. Exactly. <laughs> but this, I know I know you may not like 100% whatever, but for me, it is these moments of like, promote a bug and screaming who the fucking invited pun all these moments where you're like yeah i can actually imagine someone being that angry at puns and these little like you don't know if you got a gun it's pun on the x side of things but i get in my rings all these bad bing all these little flourishes that are just earworms to me that stay with me and just probably because i've rinsed it for so much so 100 is in my number 10 um big up anyone who's loving that uh, let me just quickly just check the in case anyone's got Pum was miles ahead of any other Terror Squad member was uh, y'all ain't even on my level situation says Oz absolutely right you're absolutely right yeah and God bless the Terror Squad even they, in my class even in my class they're good even in my level I always love how Meth and, Meth and Red reuse that uh, you ain't even in my class on uh, the first Blackout album yes. that was such a cool callback yeah, right. My bear hugs airtight. New Yorkers know no turning on the red light. Me against 40 of you, a fair fight. Microphones get took, you shook. Where you don't got no wins in the gossip. It's a showstopper. Met 
it up a notch, make it hot. Yeah. You don't got no wins in me, Every time I turn around, somebody in my business. Time for you to testify. Can I get a witness? Acting like bitches. Dirty dick niggas look suspicious. Ain't physically fit for the fitness. Welcome to the game of death. Yes, absolutely. Um, so my number nine then, and I've got a feeling I might be hitting someone's five here. Uh, capital punishment. We're going there. And I know it's so beloved and it should not really be this low, but I will go into my arguments for later. Um, it's Benny Blank Porter Rock style. Beware is my number nine track. What you thought punk shit was sweet, now you can't sleep. Gotta keep your eyes open wide and hide your face from the streets. I'm like the beast with a warrant far from a Norman. Gave you fair warning, now you want to stay swollen. I'm calling out any rapper that I doubt. Smack him in the mouth, throw him in the yoke, boom, then I knock him out. No doubt, Freddy Fox fouls, 20 shot, auto clock plow. Benny Blind pour the rock style with a twist of black in the brow. Twist your cap in the mouth, sleep with the fish, did for yapping too loud. What's happening now? Niggas is hard as hell, but they cargamel. Sticking on the small victim gives them heart to kill my squad is real and holds it down the hardest regardless what size of the largest we polish the floor with the robbers all carotis flawless victory and niggas can't do shit to me physically lyrically hypothetically realistically and the epitome of does anyone have beware in their fives yeah boom we've got one we've got one where is it in your five and break it like down if, Ray. if break you're it down. playing it at number nine you're wrong you, you're just doing this wrong <laughs> You're incorrect. <laughs> where That's is it all there your, is to it. Where is it in your five? Jesus. You, 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 I, the, mine aren't most, not even oh, in particular order. Actually, okay, that's fine. That's all good. Wait, 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 wait. Let me just, let me just, let me just, let me just, let me uh, It's probably four. Probably four. Okay. Break it down, Ray. Why does it make your top five? Just, I mean, it's the intro track. I mean, it, th- mm. this is for a, a lot of people is the first time they've heard pun. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, you get through the intro and like you said about the world building and it's like, um, I can't even remember what movie that's from, but it's, you know, obviously it's, it's, a, it's a clip, isn't it? Which, I think it's fresh. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, just, you know, that whole thing, that whole, you know, clip about, you know, I can't I can't exactly remember, you know, it, it, it's just, you know, punished to take out, punished to take out the expert. What is it? He's just talking mm, about how just, Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's just, uh, and it's, it's just kids arguing about what, uh, who's the best kind of superhero, but, uh, then it goes into beware and just the beat is kind of it's uh, it's kind of sinister kind of grimy kind of like it really sets the tone and then just some of the just the bars in here it's, it's just the one with like flawless victory your ends can't do shit to me physically lyrically hypothetically realistically like all, all, mm-hmm. it, it just to be honest it's not got uh, um, it's not the best example of, of his rhyming but again it's just um, this is my thing this is my thing so right? much this is why he doesn't get into my five because I was thinking about what he does on this song and he does it and you, I think the biggest thing about this is the best intro one of the best intro tracks to an album if you're making a statement this is who I am this is what you're going to get for the next 24 songs or however long that album is it's a long album uh, but that that I get it, but I do think he does things better on other songs that he's incredible at on this. But yeah, I, I do get that. I do get that, Ray. Um, I, I was just going to say, you have these references in here. The epitome of catching wreck. He says, I'm the epitome of catching wreck is one of my just favourite lines. You can still use it today. And But I think the one thing that always gets me is his Gargamel's reference, which is like, what the fuck is someone doing putting a Smurfs reference in a street slang? But this is what he would do. And I love that. And uh, yeah, no. And, and this is that. This is the flow coming through together like we talked about. Uh, 
Sun Raw, beware. Ha, ha, where are you on that song? I mean, it just isn't. It's just so atmospheric. The only reason I didn't include it was I was trying to have a little bit of variety. I, I had like three tracks off of uh, Capital Punishment. Mm. And uh, it just, it was only for that reason. I think there's, uh, my number one song like has the same energy, mm. but I like it better. One of the things that I just, I, I just realized, like thinking about that intro skit, I mean, obviously he named himself after the Punisher, the Marvel character. Is Big Pun the only rapper to name himself off a cop? Even if it was oh, a fictional. Donnie Brasco comes to mind. Has anyone mm. ever mentioned Donnie Brasco as a as a cop? Or Harvey Keitel in Bad Lieutenant? Yeah, okay, yeah, that one. Maybe, that one but he's not really a cop, is he? I mean, LP name drop Serpico, but to choose it as your rhyming name. Yeah. I mean, mind you, by the time, by the yeah. time he's the Punisher, he's not really a cop. He's shooting everything. Frank Castle, though, isn't it? Yeah, it's true. Yeah. But again, yeah, that's a good little wrinkle, though. I like that. I like that. But if they, people, it's more problematic, Big Pun or Frank Castle. <laughs> <laughs> Who is more, exactly, yeah. yeah. cancelled faster in 2020. Yeah, yeah, both again. Well, this is funny because we're going to go into our number eight, which would absolutely be cancelled right now, if we don't mind moving on. Ray, unless you had something else to say about Beware before we nah, jump in. Uh, number eight for me is End Shit by Buckwild. My people's on the street, you know? Gave me love since day one. You know what I mean? When I was putting it down, battling for mine, you know what I'm saying? Battling projects and neighborhoods just to be heard, you know what I'm saying? You know, because you know I still do everything, you know? From that hardcore shit, to that commercial shit, that party shit, that thug shit, that laugh shit, that cry shit, that love shit, that hate shit. I do all that shit. You know what's my true love? And I do get how this would be completely cancelled today. But let me just put my yeah. finger out there. Is 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 that in not, cor- not, cor- not correctly though? No, but this, I don't, it this... shouldn't be. Nothing nothing should be cancelled. I'm anti-cancellation. Cancellation is like participation trophy. Protect them. Protect people from being offended. No, no, you need to be offended. Who are you going to be if you're never offended? Fuck me. There we go. And that now we know. This is what I'm saying about Ray, though. With Before we jump in, has anyone got end shit in their fives? No. No. Okay. I mean, it's, 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 look, it's a wicked track, but, it, but it's, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's funny. It's a joke. It's, and the beat is amazing. Dun, the beat dun, should be an hour dun, long. The dun, beat dun, should be an dun, hour dun, long. Dun, 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 dun. They're just, it's, the beat is just, it's incredible. Mm. But um, it's because of the beat, though. I mean, this is the thing about the, the the beat is so good. Buckwild. I know he did a remix of another song we'll talk about later, which just isn't the same. Just isn't the same. In fact, I say it's detrimental that Buckwild did that beat, but we're going to go into it. But this one, when you have him on this and you think, just put 50 MCs on this, just put 50 MC mixtape on this beat. That's all you need. And I remember this being one of the most rewound songs on my mini disc. And it became like a, like just a bit of a, go to because it's so short but i thought what's really interesting about it is the evolution of the skit it is the evolution of so you know stand-up comedy and how i do think big pun had this wit about him where he would go into blurring the lines and presenting normal life in different ways and i don't know does he have a past to say the n-word i don't know this from where i am 
I can't see Eminem getting away with this, but I can see someone like himself who is part of this culture that he's celebrating it, but also with this comedic slang and slant of what um, it means to be that. But it's just the intro and all of this. So I think that's it there for me just because of rewinds. It's in there for me. Um, and yeah, that'd be, that'd be just so fucking ridiculous. Iverson crossover always gets me as well. Like the Iverson crossover. These little, he isn't just talking about normal day shit. He's talking about shit that is a bit more abstract where you're like, oh my God, you really thought about that as the stuff that is that. But um, yeah, no, absolutely love that song. Uh, let's have a look one here. If anyone's got anything else, uh, Oz goes here in the chat before we jump in. Exhibit called himself the Black John McClain. What? Yeah, yeah. Black John McClain. I just saw that big up boss. That's actually a very good shout. Very good pull. Yeah, yeah. Very good pull. I feel like Skepta may have re- referred to himself as Mike Lowry from Bad Boys, or maybe just a name drop. There we go. Uh, yeah, great catch. Great catches, Oz. And this is why we love having you on the live stream with us. Number seven. Now, this was five. You know, usually this is how I do my five. I just write down the five that I think are my five. And this was right in my five to begin with. And it has lowered, but it's such a fucking good song. The beat is so sick on this. Capital Punishment is my number seven song. There's no longevity living off negativity. Fuck it, I'd rather sell reefer than do peace and delivery. That's how the city be. Everybody getting their hustle on. Judging your death penalty like it's his favorite fucking song. Word is born, taking my life. You know they loving it. Got after government and it's fucking capital punishment. Capital punishment given by the government. Systems are organized to get to you and who you running with. Can't live alone. Box for the spots and tap holes. So in the canyon for life, the rifle answer the throne. We cover kings and queens, people with dreams, gods and nerds For what it's worth, we benefit the earth with infinite worth First to turn the tables, open our own labels Disabled if a public is their reverse capital Seen it all up close, shit out the movies, you'd be bugging my cousin Juji barely get juvie lost and then turned on the oven. He wasn't playing blue. Does anybody else have it in their fives? Not in the five, but definitely the- top ten. Definitely top 10. Did you have anything to say on end shit or, or capital punishment, mate, before we jump? I, didn't, I just realized something wrong. I didn't really get to talk to you about it. Or is anything- no, no. I, to be honest with you, I got to go back and re-listen to it. It's been a long time okay. since I heard that. Yes. Yeah. Where was it originally, that one? Um, yeah, Baby. On Yeah, Baby. I yeah, Baby. Track. Yeah, that's why. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's on there. Uh, capital punishment for you, Ray. Have you got that in, in your five? It's not in the five. No, I mean, obviously it's a... Uh, Capital Punishment the album is just littered with incredible tracks mm-hmm. I think he's lyrically better on other tunes interesting so the reason I've got him at seven is you are right I think he showcases his array of skills you know John Blaze versus unbelievable for that like you've just said he he's putting it all in there right in this one, I think the beat, which I think the beat makers actually did Leatherface, which I love on the other album. Uh, is it Mike Trauma and uh, some other? I can't remember who the one is now. But I do realise with this, as I got older, this is that moment where Pun, his, he's tackling larger themes here. He's tackling larger themes, whereas we don't talk about the messaging, really, of Pun's music, really. Uh, but it's clear, you know, he had that fierce identity I talked about, stuff like that. Yes, but these are more global themes he's talking about and if we've afforded him the time to grow we realize oh you know the most deaf kind of wave common they're all about this time as well this is him doing that but in the pun way not it doesn't sound like he's aping off of a most deaf style he's doing it off of here where he's getting 
getting tired of getting fired and hired as a pistolier. There's no longevity living in negativity. Fuck it. I'd rather sell reefer than do pizza delivery. These are more like kind of universal like things he's talking about and then talking about like uh, Boricans are like Mohicans and going to history and shit. The last of the po- the last of the pole Ricans, all that stuff where you're twisting history and putting your identity into it and just paying we need Jeep. It's funny because he says we we need unity and fuck all the Jeeps and jewellery. And you're like, yeah, I get it. But then the rest of your album is really about the Jeeps and jewellery. But also, you know, he needs this moment to shine. And there aren't many of these. And I wanted to just, re- I love the song anyway. But um, I think Prospect's the only feature on here, which fair play, he's getting features on these kind of songs. But yeah, I put it up there because I just thought, Jesus Christ, the first verse on that is so fucking wild. And uh that is an apex MC in a way. So you've got flow, rhythm, cadence, voice, uh, everything. Uh, but now you're tackling these other themes. So Capital Punishment, number seven for me. Um, we are rattling through these. I love this. Uh, this is number six. And again, this was five about 12 hours ago. I talked about how much I love celebratory songs. This is one of the most feel-good songs I've ever really heard. And I love it. It's those horns from Rockwilder on You Came Up featuring Nori Ager. I'm alive, I'ma put it on, could've gone to jail shit, thug nigga till I'm gone, way to Bronx, I'm flipping, five boroughs thoroughly rapping, let's unite the city and step to the world as a weapon, cause everybody's checking for puns, checking the That's on mine. Some raw, it is on yours, let's go, whereabouts? Number four. Number four. You came yeah. up, I will let you lead the way on this one, man. How is it number four for you? So, I wanted to, I mean, cause pun has so many i could have just chosen like pun versus where he just like destroys the track mm-hmm. but i would have been talking to you like i would have just said the same thing for every blurb and i wanted to capture kind of his sunnier side kind of like that personality that we were talking before mm-hmm. and i didn't really want to go with um still uh still a player because i like that song but i don't really love that song mm-hmm. but you came up with nori not only is pun absolutely killing it over that rock wilder beat, which is very different from what like rock wilder would be doing like a year later with the, yeah. when he got the Triton or the Trinity or whatnot. Yeah. Like this is sample rock wilder. So I really love that. And it was like that, that it was that era where every Nori verse, <clears throat> not, it was a hook and it wasn't a verse actually, but every time Nori got on the mic, like his personality exploded. Mm-hmm. And like, I didn't really expect that in that era. Cause he'd just come off of um, the war report, which is really grimy. But then you have like him doing the hook on this pun is just doing his thing. And it's a great example of how like pun worked in different contexts. Like he could do more of a jiggy track without it, like, you know, being off the rails or being corny or whatnot. Mm. And I think on for, for my money, it's actually probably one of his best commercial tracks other than watch out now, which was a beat nuts track that we're talking about. Mm-hmm. So I didn't want that one either. So it was like, in terms of finding something really in the pun catalog that, captured that energy this is the one for me 
interesting because the rest of my five is dark and stuff like that. And I was like, yeah, I put that in my five because it is that nice contrast to his music. Ray, you came up. Anything you want to say before I jump in on you came up? Uh, yeah, wicked track for for all of the reasons that you said. It's it's not it's not in my five because um, mm. uh, yeah, to balance out the gangsterism, I went with um, something else. Uh, I'm not a player, but same reasons yeah okay again this is what i mean he has these shades in his music right where he could do these different things and i reckon you came up has this like the horns are crazy and i remember like fat joe coming out saying i honestly didn't think this was going to be a good song i don't know why they did this i thought it was a joke i thought they were just doing it off the cut and you're like the horns are fucking amazing how did you not see it it's latino flavor in a hip-hop package you know, it's just got that when he's when he's doing it, going da 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 da. Yeah, just you could you just join inable kind of thing. It's a celebratory thing. This is what I'm talking about. Like you and your mates can do it together. And I remember these are moments in hip hop that maybe at the time I didn't really feel this song as much. I remember this being a bit of a skip for me as a kid, and then it growing on me slowly as I got older. I was like, shit, I actually really love this song. And I remember it being one of the first songs that ripped off um, fucking Hail Mary. I'd not heard that. I'd not heard someone do the um, uh, Hail Mary ripoff. And I think that with the ending and all these things that he does in, in this song, um, and, and let's not be let's be honest the hook's amazing because it's the most reserved brag rap ever where he's like you know from rapping on the corner and possibly going platinum what we talked about this before Ray, on the first podcast so that you're possibly going to go platinum. you're not sure if i'm really going to go platinum here but we've got the maybe chance to do it po- possibly we might maybe we'll <laughs> maybe we'll perhaps go, it, it we might go. go perchance we may go platinum and i love that i love that idea of it, just, it did it did it did as well, didn't it? Yeah, so. exactly. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I think this was a single. This was a single. Yeah, definitely off the album, wasn't it? So yeah, no, I think um, I, I, there were some bars on here I heard again the other day where I was like, shit, this actually also hits just different now where he says, try to remember me for my aggressive will. The way I kept it real is more important than any record deal. And I was like, shit, yeah, Ray was, I mean, Ray, sorry, uh, uh, Pun was that guy. He was that guy where you're like, shit, yeah, he he did like put his artistry kind of first. Obviously, you've got to get the bag, but I feel like on this debut album, he really did just go for it on 20 odd tracks. You know what I mean? So yeah, absolutely. First, first, first solo Latin hip hop record to go platinum. Yeah. yeah that's what I mean. Carry on. Before we move on, there was like a couple of things when I was re-listening to it. Mm. It was also like a song that reminded me of his impact on later rappers. Mm. Like I was listening to it and I was like, Action Bronson definitely took something from this. Mm-hmm. And the other guy who like, I realized like I hadn't really made the connection, but it's so obvious because they're both Latino. But Este Nack, the way he works in his Dominican shit. Yeah. Like I was, because I, I hadn't really thought about it because he's so modern. But then I went back and listened to Pun back to back with it. And I was like, oh, yeah, he definitely yeah. grabbed a whole bunch from, you know, the comedy, the flow. And I mean, he's not as precise as Pun. Like I'm not saying he's in the same league right now or anything, mm. but there's definitely the influence and and the energy. And like I loved how he took that. Mm. And even what you were saying, like the I, I'm possibly going platinum. I just made that connection now, but even a guy like um, RX nephew saying like, I'll diss you. I'll diss you at the Oscars. I highly doubt I win an Oscar. <laughs> this is what I mean. This kind of, these kind of references. Yeah, you're right. The SC Nack thing's absolutely great. I heard that album the other day and I was like, oh shit. Yeah, this is very pun, but you know, Latino kind of flex. I love that. Absolutely. Um, 
yeah, love love that. We've got, I know it's not in the five, but yeah, we need to mention it. Uh, Oz in the live chat over here. This is random, but it always annoyed me that there's a track called I'll Bus em, You Punish em, and it wasn't Cannabis and Pun. You're right, you're right. And if I remember correctly, that's a really bad song. If I remember that correctly, that is not a good yeah. song. Uh, but... Uh, yeah, you're right. It was there for the taking and we never got it. But then if Cannabis had showed up for some of these bloody recordings, then maybe it could have been. So there you go. <laughs> That's kind of just catching strays here. It's not right. It's not right. But let's go into my five then. This number five. I would be astonished if this is in your fives. Uh, people in the chat, please drop your fives as well. Um, my number five is full on guilty pleasure. And I'll tell you why. Uh, it is Brave in the Heart. Brave in the heart, playing a part, amazingly smart, razor sharp, futuristic rap, state of the art. Taking the your cats past the stars, pressing with nasty nars, the watch return the apple in the back of jars. Computer chip, locomotion flow, close to those to know, hold the toes to low, business never personal, just the words to know. If you run the streets, come in peace and leave in pieces. Even Jesus was killed by the police. They crucified him, now they can check you, some to fire. Depends on the state of death, is my fate, the cool of dying. If that's my destiny, it's meant to be. Just remember to bury the motherfucker that bent me right next to me. Big pun featuring the Terror Squad from 2001. Anyone got Brave in the Heart? Nope. No. Okay. Right. This is not me being, uh, what's the word? Uh, what's that word? Uh, stupid. <laughs> this is not me being stupid. This is not me being contrary. Maybe that's the word I'm trying to think of. Uh, but there's something, and I've loved this song, and I love it as much today as I did then. The beat, I absolutely love that beat. Uh, Mike, Mike, the Mighty Vic and Mike Heron. I don't know much more that they've done. Uh, but the guitar samples are that on that are sublime, and the beat just goes. It is made for what pun does to this song right the way pun breaks down parts like break down parts of his uh, verse on this just live rent free in my head and they're just some of my favorite couplets that he comes up with on this song right so let me just bring this out here i, t- I take it back actually this is a sick beat it's a sick beat. the beat is sick i'm just i'm taught I'm just I just disagreeing with the fact that we that everything should be capital punishment, but of of all tracks and it, you know, Jesus, everyone else brings is everyone, everyone else is just fine. Everyone's bringing they, it. They all bring it, but it's not it's not pun track. It's not. Pun no, track, it is, though, it's is a it? pun track. It's labelled as a big pun track. Yeah, no but it's not. Else. It's not a pun track. It's not pun. Being it's not three does, verses of pun. No, no, I it's mean, not. You know you know, I mean? You're right. You're right. It's not. But he does the hook and he does the verse and he does this journey. Now. People who listen to the tribe, some raw you the tribe episode. I talked about how in music I love a little musical journey you're taking me on, maybe even within a track or within an album. It doesn't need to be long, it could only be 30 seconds. Now, I also love this with rhymers. Now, what what Pun does on this track, right, is absolutely ludicrous. He goes from, he goes, Aight, then let's fight, then I'm hypening, coming with the thunder and the lightning, inviting the lightning. Right? Nights on the arms, nights on the stars, sniping your moms in the Bronx, MC in the palm, the ghetto guard, 
I'd rip your heart out of your frame while I scream terror squad. <laughs> when he when he rhymes that right in the way he does it, that is a prime example in rap on how to turn a nor- how to turn a normal face into an elite genre defining screw face. Like that is this is the moment when you're like, okay, the track started and your face is normal, it's fine, and within ten seconds you've gone. What the fuck? You're getting a migraine from the screw face you're getting on this song. That's how I feel when he comes with that. And the wildness of him, even like that is amazing. But even there's moments in it where he's like computer chip locomotion flow. What? 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 You're a locomotion flow. Computer chip locomotion flow. Costa Nostra Dough. Hold the toaster low. Business never personal. And how have you rhymed personal with dough and locomotion and toaster low these are the moments this is why i loved m you know and these where you're like, how have you done this how like it's that question where just at the end of it where i'm just going how and even jesus was killed by the polices all these little moments he's dropping in this song i just have a visceral natural reaction to it more than to this day than other songs maybe back in the day i would have picked something else like maybe beware would have got in here maybe capital punishment would have got in here but to this day, this is the one that gets me going, no, rewind that. I've got to fucking rewind that. So yes, Brave in the Heart, number five. Sunro, did you have anything to say on Brave in the Heart before I jump into the next one? Not on the track in particular, but it, you, you said you weren't familiar with Mike Heron? I, 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 remember, I know the name. I cannot place it to beats. He's got like a ton of stuff with uh, Godfather Don, with uh, Screwball. Ah. Uh, he did a lot on the Big L posthumous album which is fucked up because he also didn't one on pun but um yes. he's like not he's not like a big name but he did a lot of hydra entertainment stuff i think it was his label he's mm-hmm. like low-key really dope so i wanted to shout him out because like he's not like you know he's not the beat nuts he's not rizza he's not pete rock or anything like that in terms of like his status but low-key he's got like like a lot like he, he's one of those guys where at one point i just went down a rabbit hole and started listening to his beats like i'm very producer centric mm-hmm. and like he doesn't have like whack beats he's he's always like punching above like his weight which is like you know how the business is like maybe he didn't get famous for whatever reason whatever reason but he's really dope so mm. the one thing i gotta say about the song is like shout out him because uh yeah he gets busy on the boards yeah and that beat yeah meshes so well with what pun does on it this is the thing you know screwball albums are amazing some prince post stuff some cormega wow like, it's like low-key a lot of like your underground favorites but he might not have the whole album with them but he was always involved in like this dope shit where you're like oh yeah his name came up there too like there was always that kind of stuff like we shot rudy uh faban all those faban he did faban i think he did oh my god faban that that song Um, was not right you know what faban he he executive produced it that was primo i was about to say i thought it was primo yeah but that that song will get riots kicked off absolutely (laughs) but yeah faban is amazing screwball out there bigger ready screwball heads do go check those out Niggas who want it? Just say something so I can spray something. I seen them in they videos with them silly hoes acting like they boning them. They don't even be knowing them. I'm ready to smack the dog shit out of them. I don't give a fuck if they go and platinum. My rhymes flatten them like a ton of bricks in my dun's roll, pulling out all type of shit. About time I flip. Y'all niggas been living good. Niggas get paid to say fuck the hood. No, it's fuck you, bitch ass nigga. You heard? If they get robbed and murdered. 
country, they deserve it. Fuck them. Do go check out Screwball. I can't believe I got to say those words on this on this podcast. This is why I love this podcast. Number four, number four for me. Oh my good lord! One of the best beat intros. Period. In rap, in anything. For me, number four. I've got Boomerang. Niggas is flossing the lot, time to start extorting the blocks. It's the portion of the pot off the top of my portion, my yacht. Something for the cops to keep them blind. So we can crime a peace of mind, turn the key and shine without being down. Time to expand New York and Chicago, Colorado. You know my motto, clock G's and rock keys like Drago. Pablo Escobar and John Perry are buying out the bar and John Juan and every woman, Sean Dornan. Long, long in the down like Sean Michael does them. I'm like a cycle fucking sucking the butt like liposuction. Up and down with the tongue twister. Come on, sister, big puns, Mr. Cock. Has anybody else got Boomerang in their fives? Yeah. Oh, I was going to get... How is not Boomerang in race five? Okay, Sumner, I understand. We're going to go into that. Ray, in your five... I know you haven't ranked them, but if if you if you gun to your head, you had to, where would Boomerang be? Um, The thing with Boomerang... Oh, I couldn't remember. couldn't remember the thing about Boomerang. You but eventually it came back to me. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> That's the last one. That's the last one. Is it though? Um, Is it though? <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Um, yeah, just the boomerang, the beat drop, the, the foreshadowing, you know, eat well and get fat. Yeah. You know, this whole like, mm-hmm. it's just the, all of that. It's just the, because look, look, generally it's about, um, it's losing it all and coming back. That's mm. the boomerang thing, right? Losing it all, coming back. So, um, but then just to talking about someone else being, you know, angry at him and saying that they gave my wife some pictures with me and some bitches running, <laughs> running the train. And the thing is, is that is he's angry. He's like, he's not like ashamed of cheating on his wife. He's or angry. Any of, that stuff, <laughs> any of that stuff. He's like, don't show her pictures. Oh, for fuck's sake. I don't deal with this now. Why would you tell? Why would you? Why would you tell him? Why would you tell her that I cheated? Uh, it's such, it's, oh, you know, uh, it's a dimension to kind of street personas that you don't really get that he's upset that someone sent photos. And you're like, a lot of the street persona rappers are not caring. They're just like, and him? Yeah. He's like, done a whole song. It's also it. like, <laughs> he's not, there's no, there's so much more to it. Like, how, so there are pictures. How have how has that person got pictures? Was he taking pictures? Was someone else taking pictures yeah. and passing around pictures of you mm. just having sex with uh, what? What is again? Mm. It's a pre pre internet pre porn era, so maybe, maybe that like- was a thing. You know, it is similar <laughs> yeah. to why just oh, I'm just gonna have loads of skits of mm-hmm. me having sex, talking about having sex. Yes. Just uh, yeah, look at me. I'm getting loads of girls. Oh, all right, go chill out. You know, if Alba went platinum, you got a lot of money. This it comes with the territory, really. It's kind of obvious, yeah. is it not? Is yeah, it? yeah. I, it just <laughs> it just comes with the territory. Yeah, so it's just it just it's just that that weird that weird line in it. But um, yeah, yeah, just boomerang. Otherwise, just um, that beat, bro. That beat by Vic is that sample is genius because that's from uh, fucking Fantastic Planet, which is a. The bracelet, which is like I'm not sampling the it's ears out there. That that is a really weird, trippy film to watch. Generally, if you're on mushrooms, watch that. Do you know what I mean? But Boomerang, the the way he flips that sample and makes it this, like you said, there's a lamentation to it, isn't there? There's this weird, like um, 
I don't want to use the word horrorcore because there's more horrorcore kind of songs. And that's one thing I realised that Pun loved loved to even say he was part of horrorcore. He'd mention Freddy. He did a track called Leatherface, obviously. You know, he'd, he'd do all these horrorcore little nods to. And this one, although it's not the most horrorcore song, it does make me feel like, fuck, I wish I got a horrorcore, full-on horrorcore album from Pun before he'd passed. Uh, it may have been top of my list now, I think about it. But... I think you have all these things with the beat and pun meshing. There are moments on Capital Punishment that the beat just isn't good enough for what pun's bringing sometimes. And that's sometimes just what happens, right? Uh, but a boomerang meshes. It, the apex is right there. And we talked about it in passing at the beginning of this pod, but I need to talk about it right now. Uh, I do think the second verse on boomerang might be a goat contender for pun. Like, I reckon that could be the best verse. He's like, he's a contender. I'm not saying it's the best verse. I'm saying, yeah, it's, it is up there though, because it's also got a um, uh, dead in the middle of literally moment in it. You know, the the mm. flow, that whole, um, mm-hmm. um, the root of a ve- root of all evil, shooting amigos for looting Perico, mm. Perico, polluting our people, moving kilo. It just goes on mm. over and over and over, but it's all got meaning. Yeah. All of it, and and it's all got meaning within the verse. And mm. I mean, I, obviously, cutting over you, but just that whole, just even the start of it. Now, should I slit my wrists, yes. go for it all, or call it quits? Mm. Picture me taking my life, leaving my wife, my daughter. Shit, wish I could slip back and switch my. So all of it is just mm. like there's so much just gangsterism and jokes, and mm. all, all the stuff that was in uh, Brave in the Heart is just you know mm. him a lot of flowing for the sake of flowing, but 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 jokes and you know. Mm. Not really, uh, not really about anything. I mean, there's little bits in Brave in the Heart with that. What mm. was that line? Uh, if death is my destiny, then cool, I'm dying. But mm. it, and that yeah, kind yeah. of captures it as well, isn't it? The mm. seriousness of what he talks about. But he's like, oh, cool, I'm dying. You know, it's just Mm-mm. just cool, cool about it. The throw, that, mm. but way he puts his lines together like that. But yeah, this second verse in the Boomerang is just substance. It's just there's substance. Just so much, yeah. yeah. It's just the All whole thing, the whole thing, and you know, and it's just it's a. Uh, commentary on society as well the whole thing about you know just um cash paying rules and drugs moving for every ghetto and Mm. you know yeah how have we how have we fallen so many levels there's so much yeah so much in it Mm, the devil's got us by the balls that kind of thing absolutely this is all at once in this song and i know talked about capital punishment earlier but i think boomerang does it really well as well is all at once you're getting pun obviously but in there you can see and feel suicidal biggie that biggie from suicidal thoughts you've got that water like flow that he has which is just so malleable just fucking flows over you with a mortal technique coming in all at once in one verse and i was like holy shit like he is really traversing a lot of different things here that i'm getting from other artists and it's just a just amazing to see someone who's just such a master at it at this point in his career which is right at the start of it Uh, so yeah boomerang for me is right up there. Sunroll Boomerang. Any any shouts on Boomerang? Um, love it. Didn't choose it because I was trying to limit my capital punishment to like my absolute favorites. I think this might be a good place to plug in my number five because it kind of dovetails with the horrorcore element. And I'm pretty sure my top two 
are going to be in your top five. Okay, um, let's go. Yeah, it's uh, Leatherface, which you mentioned. What? Give me your fear, money, respect, beer, honeys, and sex. We're here. I've been the checks for years, hungry and stressed. You fucking with Chris? Fuck one. Get the raffle later. Get your calculator. The head of cavitators back forever. Take out how many heads I had to sever. After niggas I keep and put them back together. Got the terror, could open your girl and make your trash out of flesh. Like Buffalo Bill, you fucking reveal the real. Rap acts, maniacs, I'm boy killer. Hack, hack, chain react, two for one. Double the death, same price. What would Big say? Huh, you know that ain't right. That was the joint that I heard on hip hop site uh, for the first time in real mm -hmm. audio. And because of that, the moment like just kind of stayed with me. Um, and like, yeah, it, it goes back to the horrorcore uh, idea that you had and like contrasting it to Eminem, like because Eminem went full on horrorcore later. And it's like, I can't listen to that stuff. It's too edgy. It's too like white guy with the chainsaw kind of thing with punnies doing it. But it's like he says, like, I could do a dance track. I can do this. And then he just goes in and it's fun. It still has that like hip hop energy. You could still play it in the whip. It doesn't feel like sociopathic. It just feels like someone who's watched like a bunch of movies and who's having fun doing all these rhymes. Mm. But if I have to, I, I put it at number five. I know it's not like up there with like his absolute classics but it's just like that personal feeling of discovering rap and like discovering that i could find music online in the first place because before that i couldn't i had mm. to buy a cd I had to buy a tape and i didn't have all that money much money when i was like 14 15 or whatnot and then be like oh i have an app store or i have like these websites where i can stream stuff and it's like it just has that memory it was like that one and off with his head mm. and uh, i think it's new york giants with mop it's the <sighs> mop joint on that one those yeah, are like the uh, only three that I really go back to from uh, Yeah Baby. Hmm. But uh, yeah, like I guess it's more of a personal reason, but I do, I did want to rep it for his horrorcore side because yeah. I think it's like he nailed it on that one. I love the fact you got Leatherface in your five because that was my number 13. That is number 13 for me. It's not in my top five, but I love it. And to do, you can lift a Scarface sample like hundreds of other producers and it could be lazy. But this one is not. This one just works so well. And Leatherface, oh, good Lord. Yeah, absolutely love that song. So, yeah, no, I, I'm glad that we got a shout out for that one as well. Uh, Ray, anything on Leatherface before we, before we jump into my number? Uh, yeah, it's honourable mention. Search came for surgery with the chainsaw. <laughs> it's, so, it's such a pun line. It encapsulates. Uh, yeah, anyway. Just, that yeah. one and uh... Get your calculator. The head decapitator is back forever. Like, wow. <laughs> yeah. get, the, get your calculator. Come on. This is brilliant. This is, yeah. People go out there. Do go out and check Leatherface. It's, it's, it's definitely worth a revisit. Uh, I'm glad I got mentioned. Uh, top three for me then. We're going top three right now. Uh, number three. Uh, someone would say an obvious pick. Uh, it is obvious, but it's also correct. It's I'm going for, now there's two different versions. I'm going for the Minnesota Produce cut. I'm not a player. Ooh, yo. Oh. yo, I ain't a player. I just fuck a lot. Jump on top of my dick and work them hips until I bust a shot. It doesn't stop. I'm only beginning. I'm boning your women while you home on the loan. I'm blowing a 
spit them Sending them back to you mad at you Don't catch a motherfucking attitude I'm just showing you how this rapper do Capital punishment when I'm up in it Sucking it, busting it out Nice blouse, let me unbutton it You're fucking with King Papi Chulo or knocking culo Pop your moodles out the socket Trying to rock with the sumo You know my rise is high Word I be trilling them Bitches be trying to ride But the curve be killing them Filling them with the gas My cheese premium on Let it come, get it First work the time Then let the pun hit it Split it in half Watch the gas And not Still not a player. Still not a player. Still not a player is amazing. Yeah. I'll give you that. It is. It absolutely is. And it probably is his biggest song. It, it's, it showcases the commercial it's, potential of his artistry best. But I'm going for I'm not a player. Does anybody have either or in their fives? I didn't, but only because I had uh, the um, You Came Up joint. It was like it was neck and neck between those two. I feel you. And I. I remember when I was looking it up, it has like 250 million streams on Spotify, damn near, something like that. Jeez. And I was like, really? Because like you have a lot of hits from back in the day that don't necessarily translate in this era. Mm. But it like it shows that people are still really listening to that joint. Yeah, absolutely. Raymond? <clears throat> yeah, I'm not a player. I've got that. Yeah, it's just, it's, um, the thing is, it's because I, whenever hip-hop artists have a sex track on that album i'm skipping it i don't need to listen to you talk about it. but this isn't a skip it's 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 clever and funny and it's just like so there's so much of it it's just hilarious the, the bit as well again and i don't know how i don't know can we can we laugh about because obviously there's a domestic abuse is in the background so mm-hmm. it's kind of uncomfortable to laugh about him joking about shit but just the the whole thing the whole oh it's a rubber tummy and make a wish i'll make you rich i'll take your kids to the flicks come back and fix your favorite dish not and that was all the time like in the background it's just got him going not and then changes it because that was that was that is that's a real fucking 90s thing as well oh, yeah. nah. like i've not ever not ever you never think about that ever i still do uh, it wayne's world it's oh not you, or, uh, you crazy bitch i with that uh, yeah. yeah. Anyway, just that. Uh, but which but, one? Um, which one have you got then? Still not a player, or I'm not a player? Which one did you go for? No, I'm not a player. Yeah, yeah. I'm not a player. I know. Still not a player. It's, it's too. It's too commercial. It's too. It's too. Um, still not a player gets uh, an honourable mention because that in-house beach, <laughs> in-house beach line. Mm-hmm. Elevated to the top. Huh? See you later. I'm gone. Penthouse suite. Penthouse freaks in the in-house <laughs> beach. In-house <laughs> beach. She's got in-house yeah, beach. You know that again. That <laughs> line. That's it's peak pun. Mm. isn't it it's just that whole house beach it, it, it just yeah yeah this really random but one thing that always like bugged my ocd was still not a player comes first on the album and then i'm not a player is in the yeah. back half yeah just, like part of that aggravate is like why would you do that i know that does annoy me it's yeah. true but uh, just the beat wise i know joe fair play to joe all the r&b heads out there who like the uh, i am album is it I, yeah all that i am all that i am Nas, uh, all that i am album uh, he does do the merging of i'll use my you know still not a player and let's merge yours and let's do a, a, like a kind of atomic bomb of commercial hit which is fine that's amazing i, I love that but still not a player has that oj sample and there's just nothing you can do in Still Not a Player that I'm Not a Player doesn't do with that. That sample, you're my darling, darling baby. Just that start, it's infectious. You are in it. And it is incredibly vulgar. It's one of the most vulgar songs you can get. But let's be honest, 
the the commercial one there's still not a player there's still like who else is in a club dancing and someone a club banger where someone says oh think about makes you think about brown little pubic hairs and you just keep on dancing and no one's going oh that's a bit much in it pun no we're just going to keep dancing past that line because we're all okay with it and it's what i mean like it's still vulgar it's, it's all of it's vulgar but it's fun it is just fucking fun and that beat it's just so fucking good. So yeah, that that's up there for me because it is that uh, what Fat Joe would do in the noughties. And if Pun had survived and stayed around, you'd have a lean back, but we would be with Pun on it. Do you know what I mean? Or something, or Pun would have done a lean back and stuff like that. And uh, um, just hearing them argue over who gave who the line of, um, I'm not a player, I just fuck a lot, which is just a, such a simple, simple thing in life. But they made it a hook where you're like, Oh yeah, shit. Yeah, I'm not a player. I just fuck a lot. What's the difference? Like as a kid, I don't know the fucking difference between these two things. One guy seems to not give a shit about trying and just does fuck, and the other guy gives a shit about trying to be a player. I don't know, but um, yeah, I, I had to have. I'm not a player because uh, it is kind of also landmark. I would think like there are um, a lot of things come from this. I feel like in rap, there are it's a lot of gangster rappers going commercial with something like this. And I'm not saying Pun's the first to do it. I know Biggie. Did a lot of that, but Pun did it really well and in his own way. I was going to put this to the crowd like better one two punch. One more chance, one more chance remix, or not a player is still not a player. Oh, I would have to go with one more chance because the. Yeah, it's, it's the beat. It's the beat, isn't it? Isn't but the original beat? one more chance yeah, yeah. to me is kind of what locks it down just because of, of, of that beat yes the beats but it's close yeah like still not a player yeah like still not a player you know when you get older like things become a bit more fatigued and tired and i think still not a player became that for me where it was just a bit like okay it's beats on again it's not the same it doesn't hit me the same whereas i'm not a player that beat does and both of one more chances i never have that fatigue ever Uh, so yeah 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 true yeah, still not players. Still not players. Very of the era, isn't it? It's just when you, when the beat comes on, it kind of it's. Um... Yeah, Joey. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But there we go. That we're into top. It's close two- call, though. Yeah, we're into top two territory. Ray, I'm going to have to push you for a ranking here, my friend, because you've got two left, and Sunroll's got two left, and yours at the moment. You got Boomerang, Beware. You put Beware at four. Boomerang, and I'm not a player. Where are you putting them? Uh, I'm not a player. Was five. Okay, thought as much. And bring around at three then. Okay. Okay, right. So top two, top two, uh, my number two. Um, and this is the one where I talked about Buckwild doing a version of it, which he had no real need to do because what Domingo did with this song is absolutely classic. It is the dream shatterer. Hey yo, I shatter dreams like Jordan, assault and batter your team. Your squadron will be barred from Ab like Adam and Eve from the garden. I'm carving my initials on your forehead. So every night before bed, you see the BP shut off the board head. We first out, I curse at the first whack. Nigga with the worst rap, cause he ain't worth jack. Hit him with a thousand pounds of pressure per slap. Make his whole body shirt back. Watch the earth crack, hand him his curse back. I'm the first Latin rapper to baffle your soul. Master the flow, niggas be swearing, I'm blacking and cold like Nat King. I be rapping and tongues packing the ones magnums, cannons, and gallons. It's Big Pun, the one and only son of Tony Montana. You ain't promised mañana in the right in Montana. Come on, Bana, we need more rhymes. 
Selling marijuana, snake right, anaconda A man of honor would wanna try to match my persona Sometimes drama, I blow my own mind like Nirvana Comma, and go the whole nine like Madonna Go try to find another drama with my kind of drama I have the Dream Shatterer. Number two, does anybody else have the Dream Shatterer in their fives? Number one. Number one. Number one. Okay. I mean, platonic. Like, every time you were naming a track off Mm. Capital Punishment, and I said, it didn't, like, it didn't fit the list. There's something that was better. It didn't fit the list. He's done it better. It's like, Dream Shatter is the platonic ideal of the Big Pun song. Both versions. Yes. Like, I remember everyone was mad that the beat changed on the album version. I was like, they're both fire. What are you complaining about? Like, these are like with the strings in the one version and like the kind of like haunting like chords in the other one. I love both versions. Mm -hmm. And he just destroys it. Like, I can't think. Like, it kind of reminds me of um, when, when, when Kendrick went on Control. Like there's no one rapping better than you in this moment. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not saying you're the best rapper. I'm saying for the duration of this verse mm-hmm. or like Rakim on uh lyrics of fury or um, yeah. Or, or Wayne on a couple of moments, I guess. But like, mm. just like when you dominate your moment that much, yes, it was like a supreme lyrical display. Like it, it's big pun. The only son, the only, the one and only son of Tony. Son of Tony Montana. Montana. Yeah. Montana. Like it doesn't get, that, like you were saying, like if you if I had to show a, a space alien a big pun track to represent hip hop, that would be it. That yeah. would be it. See, this this is this is the line I have between two and one because I had the same argument for both. And I'm sure your number one is my number two because we haven't brought it up, and it has to be that. One, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think it's raised the board as well. This is the thing. I think with Dream Shatterer for me, that everything you said is rings true. I think there's this thing that. Um, the, it feels like, and I'm not sure if it is, the Rosemary's Baby sample is inspired. Mm. It's inspired. And the horrorcore thing coming through there again. And I just feel like, we talked about this earlier, but I don't think there's another song on Capital Punishment where the cinema, the drama, the music all mesh perfectly with Pun's delivery. And it's such an exhilarating listen that Pun sounds different to me. Pun comes out the gate like a man possessed, more so than his other songs, I would say. I would say this is a truly atomic masterclass on the mic. When, this is another thing I wanted to mention earlier about what makes him different to other people. And I think for Pun, there are certain artists who do this, but I don't think there's many that leave you truly in awe, that leave you in awe. You're awe-inspired by them. And there are a few. We've mentioned a few on this pod already. Pond does this. In my top two, he does it. And in this, he did it. And I remember hearing it for the first time. And do you remember Battleboards? we talk about Battleboards, wouldn't you? And people be, and people on Battleboards who were battling each other, and then you start talking about rhyming generally, this couplet would be brought up so much on the boards. And it was, I'm carving my initials on your forehead so every night before bed, you see BP shine off the board head. Yeah, reverse that. The polyurethane line, I coat your brain like polyurethane. Like I didn't even know what polyurethane was. What is polyurethane? What the fuck? Mate, what is polyurethane? Google it. There was no Google. There was no Google. This is what I'm saying. When you have these moments where you're twisting my brain and you're saying... 
Ray, you, we used to write battle rhymes. I wasn't very good at them, but you used to write them. And little moments like that, oh, your mates would just be, oh my, they'd walk out the room and be like, oh, what? and he does it constantly on this. To the point where you mentioned at the top of this, where I heard this verse and today it makes me laugh when he says, you ain't worth Jack hitting with a thousand, press, thousand pounds of pressure per slap. Make his holy, whole body jerk back. Watch the earth crack. Hand him his purse back. What the yeah. fuck? Like the audacity. Yeah. I've just done all that. I've back cracked your back. By the way, here's your purse. And you're calling it a purse, which has that kind of macho thing to it as well. And there's just so much in this verse where, and I know the first verse on this, If correct me if I am wrong, but we all remember the legendary cipher, right? Where it was uh, pun, cannabis, Mike Geronimo, most dev, DMX, fucking John Forte. Yeah. And they're all sitting around, aren't they? And I do think the first verse in this is um, in that uh, what he spits oh man yo check it out yo and yo I shattered dreams like Jordan assault and battling a team it's hard to be part from rap like Adam and Eve from the garden I'm carving my initials on your forehead so every night before bed you see the BP shot off the board head And I'm yeah. like, even Pun, when he's surrounded by some of the best MCs at that time, he's bringing this verse out. Why is that? Because it's this fucking song. And that's why it should be. I'm glad it's your number one because it's my number two there. And one thing before I go to Ray on it, this is what I'm talking about with, you know, flourishes. I love this flourish where he says, a man of honor who won't watch to, it won't watch to try to match my persona. Something's rhyming. I blow my own mind like Nirvana, comma, and go like the whole, and then, it, hold on, you've added, com, you've just enunciated the fact that you've got comma written in there. You could just write comma, but he links it with, you know, you're spelling out your own grammar. It just services his flow brilliantly. And I love those little flourishes. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I He's got another one later. Any man claiming his game's tighter is a goddamn Damn liar. liar. <laughs> yeah. That's what I mean. Uh, Ray, dream shatterer for you. Yeah, Dream Trace, it's not in my five, it's, it's honorable mention. Um, mm. Yeah, that's that's the thing about the whole, um, uh, that line of the every night before bed, you see BP shine off the board head. And then because the, the the next line is reverse that, a curse at the first whack and with the worst rap. And so it's, but you, so he tells you off the board head because it's headboard, obviously. Of course. But it's like he's, it's like he's giving you instructions in within the, I say board head because it rhymes, but I'd tell you to reverse that. And that's, you know, and Love the thing that. is as well, like M, M did similar things as well. Like, uh, oh, fuck, I can't remember the line now. Uh, truth. I mean, twice. I mean, tweets. Tweets, say things, tweets, twice, twice, whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah just, yeah. you know, that, it, it just like, fucking hell. Just to have a, uh, just to, so in, in the, in this, in these times of um, AI, maybe we can, where we, it's not going to, it's obviously not a real, big pun and Eminem but I I a little part of me is like I'm against AI making uh music because artists should get the you know but 
I'd be curious to listen to it. Wouldn't you be curious to listen to like mm-hmm. Big Pun and Eminem? Oh yeah, hundred percent. I mean, obviously, obviously Eminem's alive, so he can, he can participate. <laughs> but but um, you, you're curious, but it's not real. It's just not the thing, is it? Like that's the thing for me. Like you, you're not getting these flourishes off the. Like I feel like they're off the dome. Like not off the dome. He's obviously written these down. But you know, you said like about there's a goddamn liar. There's these moments where he's like, I think the second mm. verse on Dream Shatterer. It's up there as another goat contender just because of the flow. The flow's so crazy when he's like him um, with the pipe design pushed out, both pockets out to bust out. If you're on the spinach, get the fuck out. Like these moments, I'm not sure if AI is going to be able to deliver these moments of just like oh, never get these. Like you yeah. said, like the goddamn like it will deliver stuff like where he says for reverse birth, every verse hurts, every curse words already more offending than Eddie Murph's words. That alone is fucking ridiculous. Let's just sit back for a second and let that bask bask in that. But what I'm saying is, I'm not sure if AI is, it can maybe do them tongue twistery things, but it is not giving you that that visceral, like off the top of the dome shit that he's bringing with that. Um, but yeah, we have to mention Domingo. Like we talked about, but wild. I do like that beat. But what I love about the uh, Domingo beat, it's just that. Um, it just hits you harder. I feel you're not laid. You're not passive. You're active in the track. Do you know what I mean? And um, pun. I think he even said that. Uh, pun heard that and was like, "Yep, I need this like beat straight away." And he like he said to him, "You just got the acapella," and he said, "Take the acapella and put it to the beat." And when you listen to it now, it sounds like Pun's rhymed on it, but he didn't. Like Pun didn't ride the beat at all. Like Domingo synced it up, and you think, "Shit, that's fucking crazy." When you listen to it now, like it does not sound like that at all, Joe. It sounds like he's on the beat, but they synced it up, and it just fucking worked. It's mad, isn't it? Yeah. So, do we now just talk about the big elephant in the room? I think we do. It's number one, and I feel like hold on, how many we got here? I've got one left ray's got two left and sunwell's got one left as well i've got a feeling i'm going to hit with ray's number one right now i am going for we're going dead in the middle of italy little italy guys we're going twins deep cover 98 ready for war joe how you want to blow these spots i know these dirty cops that'll get us in if we murder some wop hop in your hummer the punishes ready me me and beetles with noodles we'll do this do while he's slurping spaghetti everybody kiss the fucking floor don't be crack fuck them all if they move noodles shoot that fucking whore dead in the middle of little literally little did we know that every riddle to middle man who didn't do diddly it'll be a cold day and how the day i'll take it now make no mistake for real i wouldn't featuring fat joe because it is featuring fat joe fat joe's not on this it's featuring him isn't it really let's be honest so yeah, there you go. Aliens would know this. You want to teach aliens about hip-hop, what do you go to, Ray? You go to that line. That line. Dead in the middle of... Yeah, it's just... It's that yeah, line. The There's been moments in my life that have core memories that are solely based around that line. Solely. And... I remember going to, I think we talked about this before on the show, but I will reiterate this because it was so ridiculous. And I think it was Rodney P. I can't remember. There was, it was a rapper that was up. And I always oh, mean, it wasn't me and you, it was me and my other friend who were there. And Maceo was on the decks and they played the Dead in the Middle Little Italy before uh, a gig and they cut it and it didn't get the response. And Maceo said, who over here is under 30? And everyone's like, yeah, he went, fuck all of you motherfuckers. Because <laughs> they didn't respond the way you should respond to this. And these moments were really just always just in my highlight my life. And uh, Twins is in there for me. Twins, for you guys, is it in your fives, Ray? 
I left it out on the technicality, mm-hmm. and I knew that we were going to talk about it, but it's obviously it's. <laughs> Uh, I think it's 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 a track that we've talked about ad infinitum on this podcast. But to reiterate some of the major points that we've said before is that exactly that point that you illustrated with the Maceo story is that I know if, if these are there there are um and I, I look I don't use the word like this word lightly because people can't even you use it too much iconic. It's I've like, got it written down. <laughs> It's a it's it's a fucking it's an iconic moment in hip hop. Is this? Can you imagine being in a fucking in the crowd when they perform this live? I, like I've seen a couple of videos of it, mm. and then you know the beat is sick anyway. Mm. And then just that when he cut the beat, it's dead in the middle of little little little. And then when it kicks back in, the crowd's mm. reacting in mm. such a way that you haven't even no one knows no one to this day no one knows what fat joe's verse is after that because it's just crowd reacting it's Although just it crowd good. reaction but this is the thing that beat cut is inspired i started to just kind of get to the granular elements of this verse because let's be honest this line's fucking iconic and it truly deserves that descriptor i have that down as well it truly does deserve it but i do think there's moments in this song that are just fucking brilliant as well the beat You've got the Dre and Snoop thing there going on. But when you look at it, that beat cut is inspired. That is an inspired... It's one of the things where you're like, obviously, it's obvious, isn't it, when you think about it, but it makes the impact so much more. And then I started thinking about that line, dead in the middle of Little Italy. Little did we know that we riddled some middlemen who didn't do diddly. Amazing tongue twister. Got it. But you know what really got me is the wrinkle of that story is little did we know. That yeah. is everything. That is everything in that line. You can just kill someone, but to fully understand the repercussions of your actions is a deeper level of lyricism. They could have just gone in going, yeah, we killed everyone. Everyone kiss the fucking floor. All this. Rah, rah, rah. He's like, no, no, no. The the whole, this is like that. You know, we talk about ghost faces rhyming where there's layers to it, where you're like, oh no, we did it. Oh shit. We fucking killed the wrong middle bed. Like they didn't do anything but you're using the word diddly, which is such an English, like, <laughs> like ye old English thing to say. And I was like, there's so many things in there. And the fact, the fact that fat Joe had to convince him to keep the fucking line. Cause wow. big pun. Yeah. Big pun used to do the pack in the Mac in the back of the act all the time. And he said, yeah. um, uh, all these lines were jokes to big pun. I had to argue with him to keep dead in the middle of little Italy in the song. That's the hardest shit on the earth, I said to him. He was like, are you fucking crazy? That's a fucking joke. Ends will laugh at me. Are you serious? And there you go. It's the illest fucking line ever. And you're like, this is unparalleled lyricism. But to him... Because that's, that's the thing That's the thing as well with it, is that to flesh out when you say iconic, is that if I meet an absolute stranger and we know nothing about each other, and, oh, you're into hip-hop, and, and if, if you both know that... Uh, dead in the middle and it, the other person can finish it, finish the line. You're like, you know, it's a, it's a unifier. It's a like, mm. Oh, we're on the same level. We've caught up with like with mm. a complete stranger. Like, cool. If you know that, I know there's a whole <laughs> load of other shit about hip hop that you yeah. also know. Right. Yeah. It's a, it's a kind of, it's like a secret key that kind of links. <laughs> I'd, I can't think of a right metaphor. For no, it, but it's but true. Yeah, it is. It's it, is. A, it, it is, isn't it? And I just, yeah, I, that's incredible that he thought about, not even keeping it in there but also with this track 
like, and you know, we're doing it now. We're talking about dead in the middle of the line, mm. but the, this, the the second, I mean, it's not really second because there's a second bit to the first half of the track. The but front after back, the chorus, yeah, back into front the, on, yeah. the, that the fuck the police are squeezed first. That verse mm. is fucking incredible, incredible as well. And because the first line is like so iconic, people just you yeah. sleep on it. But the fuck the police are squeezed first, make them eat dirt take them feet first through the morgue then lodge them in the deep earth the streets curse the first amendments culturally biased supposed to supply us with rights to not yeah. home a rose be tired as i can all of that is just like That's deep and it's but the but first amendment with meaning as well mm. you know it's not just fucking you know mm. I, I hate this phrase of like lyrical miracle rap but it's it's not that mm. you know it's it's it, the whole the whole next bit just one man against the world just me and my girl black pearl latina miss Vina mm. keeps it real you know the deal we steal from the rich and keep it peep it it's no secret <laughs> yeah, watch me and go back and forth and freak it and it just keeps going it's yeah, like it just keep. you're absolutely right in fact Joe this is the thing about this song being so fucking potent because if you look at the cover I love Drain's I love Drain Snoop song there's like it's one of my favourites but the way they make it more potent with this rhyming that they do it's jam Packed the way he switches his voice and cadence, it's the complete package. Like, it's not just that one line we're talking about. Keep your eyes open, sharp reflexes, three texts in the Jeep Lexus, just in just in case the police testers. The way he's you know emphasizing each bit, this is what I'm talking about. He doesn't just do the one thing, he spazzes many different styles. And Fat Joe keeps up with him. I have to say, there's that other thing that I always loved about this. He's got the Amityville line, right. Great. We've already talked about horrorcore. We know what he's about. But the fact he brings in um, cavity fillings. And I was like, that's such yeah. a relatable pain, isn't it? Like, you don't have to talk about getting shot in the back of the knees here. You're talking to me about cavity fillings. Like, oh, yeah, it is very relatable. This universal theme to it kind of adds up as well. And, uh, yeah, I just think if you put in the context, I know, Sonray, I'm going to come to you as well, but that 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 context of, like, East Coast taking some of the West Coast shine from a song that was six, seven, yeah, six years old at this point, and just making it more, just approaching it differently. They approached it differently, I feel. And having Snoop in the music video was huge. I remember seeing that music video thinking, shit, they brought Snoop to do this, and this East West thing is great how they're doing that. And that brotherly love from what Fat Joe and Pun permeate. Like, I was saying it to my little lad the other day, I showed him the video where he goes dead in the middle. Of little, he went, Daddy, look at his teeth. I was like, yeah, that's a grill. He doesn't know what a grill is. So I was teaching him what grills are. And I was like, look, what they're saying. He goes, he's, he's a brother from another mother sent from the above. All that part of it. It's such brotherly love. It's like, and I don't talk about Cuban links earlier, but it is. Cuban links is that, right? It is this brotherly love adventure you're going on. So is this song. And I love that. Just mates. And I've said this before on this podcast, anything to do with yeah. mates and celebratory stuff, add a few flutes and xylophones. That is my complete package. I'm in. So this, this is uh, number one for all these reasons. Somewhere, I'm so sorry I've kept you on the back burner here, but yeah, br bring your thoughts on twins or anything we've picked up on maybe. No, nah, it's it's great. I didn't I didn't take notes on it because I didn't put in my list on a technicality. Mm. But what really like strike what strikes me about it is how great an introduction it was for pun. Because the same way that Dre brought out Snoop on that beat, that mm. Joe brings out his guy. And I know like there'd been guest appearances before and the mixtapes and all that, but really is like a big coming out. You don't it doesn't get better. I mean, there's the line we've talked about. It. It's like I hesitate to add more just because. You've said it all, really, at this point. But it's such a 
you know, it's twins. It's, it's, it's deep cover part two. It's, and yeah, and having Snoop in at the time, like after the whole East coast, West coast beef was massive. It's, um, mm. he was down South at that point too. So he wasn't even showing up in New York like that, mm. but it was, uh, yeah, it's just the, the, I feel we were robbed of a lot of pun and Joe and, you know, I feel like that song could have been a whole album almost. And I, yeah. we had Team squad, we had these other things, but we never really got the full twins album. And I feel we would have gotten that eventually had, uh, had pun gotten his weight under control, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a very good point. Yeah. We didn't get that. Did we? And you just like, there is a vacuum in 98. There is a vacuum Two massive monumental stars have left us. There's this vacuum that people are, you know, jostling for space in it. And people talk about Jay-Z, but I'll be honest, no one talked about Jay-Z at that time. But not that I remember, like maybe in some circles, but from where I was, Jay-Z was not in the conversation of occupying this space. Um, and yeah. he was one of a few names, but Nas was up there. Big Pun was up there. When Big Pun oh, delivered, sure. yeah, Big Pun, DMX, these are the people, oh shit, like maybe this is what, hip-hop is now and uh yeah this this absolutely had that it kind of occupied that space in that vac- vacuum really good point absolutely i remember people were saying like jay for brooklyn Nas for queens uh ghost for staten island mm. and pun was the bronx mm. and i guess dmx was yonkers so that was a whole other conversation and you had like red men in new jersey i think mm. the five boroughs thing is like it's it's unfair it disqualifies people who should definitely be in those conversations yes but yeah it's um i mean pun had the bronx i don't think mm. i don't think there was anyone else in that era that that came close yeah honestly some would say L new york mate some would say new york like really if you look at rhyming ability when twins drops in 98 some would say he's king of new york like i know nas has the albums i get that and i know nas was king of new york as you want to say uh but but yeah and i suppose biggie kind of still was holding the crown because he's gone now so we all were wanted just to you know hold on to that as long as possible um so my five are done it goes twins dream shatterer i'm not a player boomerang brave in the heart ray you've got one left and someone's got one left uh ray let's i'm intrigued so far i've got twins at number one for you ray your number two spot is open what's number two for you you ain't a killer same oh Number two for both, you ain't a killer. Let's go. The harsh realities of life are taking toll. Even Jesus Christ forsake my soul. Please tell me what price to pay to make it whole. Take control. I make it dope, but not enough to blow. JOs, they lost my flow, but they yo. I don't trust the soul. The soul, I know we need to. These evil streets will meet you halfway and eat you. Alive, trying to survive illegal. I leave you lost. Mount you on the cross. Whip you like a horse. Sacrifice your life to a higher force. Then I'll stomp your corpse. It's the Bronx, of course. Recognize the accent. One of the last living, still in action. General assassins. Catching any rack, blasting any tax, smashing any Passing any test, Charles Manson in the flesh. Any last request before you meet your maker. So would you reap a wake up? Shaking up a storm like a need a baker. I'll take it straight to hell to fill your heart with hate and incarcerate your fate and Satan's fiery lake. Then I lock the gate. Make no mistake. Come on. You ain't a killer. Uh, yeah, please. Some raw. Drop right. it, man. I mean, it's just like that. Like, when you think of like the same way that I was saying that puns rhymes on Dream Shatter is like quintessential big pun rhymes, like that young lord beat. On mm. you ain't a killer, the pianos and like the whiny synths. It's just like that late nineties. It's dark, but it's still funky. It's not like overly grim or depressing. It's just like and it knocks. And like I hate to repeat myself, but like it's that runaway train 
flow again that he's mm-hmm. going on it and he's just like destroying it and all of these other tracks that we mentioned whether it was like boomerang or um warning like all of them you know he this one or beware all of these were it's got that same energy but this is where he kind of perfected it and mm-hmm. then you have dream shatters and twins that are just kind of like iconic like you said maybe um you're, you ain't a killer isn't on that level in terms of like people are instantly going to recognize it but as a complete song it just really belongs up there to me it's um like i just feel like you could put that on for anyone to freestyle and it, mm. like it bumps their performance up too <laughs> yeah. and like i'm sure that's how it was when pun heard that beat it's like oh this is perfect like i was sure i was actually sure there was a havoc beat until mm. i checked the production credits recently because it really does remind me of the best kind of qb sound to it and i feel they were going for that and it it, it was tough to pick i i also chose it because it was a solo track because uh we didn't go with uh tres leches oh. we didn't go with um mm. the rain so there's a lot of good guest appearances on capital punishment but mm. i like that pun like kind of like carved out a space for this track even if it wasn't like the big single or whatever and be like nah this one's mine mm. and he just like takes over the track yeah yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Ray? Ah, uh, yeah. It's just, and the thing is, so we speak about um, Dream Shatter and some of the other tracks, they're, they're a little faster. Whereas, yeah, um, yeah this You Ain't a Killer is kind of, it's pun, he's rapping slower as well. So it's mm. like every every word is like enunciated and hits like, and it's bang on. And the thing is, as well, uh, like even he's he rides the beat basically perfectly on the faster tracks as well but there's an element of like trying to get his breath in between the you know there's a little bit of that whereas it just just you ain't a killer is it's just it's effortless and uh just um there's some of the lines in there it's just um they're just begging to be sampled like sacrifice your life to a higher force this the mm. then i stomp your course it's the bronx of course recognize the accent one of the last living still an action general mm. assassin catching any break right. glass and any tech smashing any chest passing any test yeah just like all of it is just but because it's um it's kind of bounces along the beat a bit uh, more because because it's a slightly slower um mm. uh slower tempo i just yeah, I just like I say, this is my this is my alarm. It's what I wake up to. Amazing. It's kind of a dark vibe. It's, it's not like <laughs> no, yeah, you get up. It's not or even like so for fuck's you know, sake, much get the fuck up would be probably a more appropriate <laughs> alarm clock kind of tune. But yeah. but this is just kind of it starts the day like yeah, fucking this is it. This yeah. is, I don't know. I just this, I, that's I, that's my vibe. That's that's I my vibe in the morning. See, I, I can kind of see it though for your morning vibe. It's got a West Coast tint. I would say this, yeah. this track it has. Yeah, I was gonna say I love east coast tracks that are still east coast but just add in that little bit of those synths mm. like that's like just a soft spot of mine too mm, no i do like yeah. that yeah interesting you said that and yeah it's, and it's just that it's that deep the deep bass tone mm. is, isn't it it's just with the with, hits with hits with the drums and i remember and maybe this is it's just slightly influenced by that but i had a uh like a, a bass box in my 1.3 liter rover that was it's just a shit small engine car, but I had a massive ba- base box. And you know, not all if you know anything about cast areas and whatnot, like if you want to hit like the whole tonal range for the thing, you need different size subs and different, you know, and the the sub that I had hit this note fucking perfectly. <laughs> and it's just like, and there was a time I uh, yeah, I anyway, it's just it's just I, I remember just the satisfaction of 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 that and this it's it's to cruise slowly in your car tune, you know, looking out mm. sideways as you, you know, 
I just, I don't know. I just, I love every aspect of this tune. Yeah, no, uh, that's fair play. There, there is that moment in this that always hits me harder as well, where he says, but I hate the fact that on the last edition, uh, a properly a stats magician could have went to college and been a mathematician. A mathematician. Yeah, bad decisions kept me out of the game now, strictly out for the cream. These are the moments as well where you're like, oh shit, yeah, like, interesting that you you have this kind of lamentation a little bit as well. It doesn't really go into it too much, but yeah, no, you ain't a killer. And it, to be fair, a lot of people and, on the socials had it in their fives as well. This is such a and also pun song. This is also, um, this is the one with, you made a grave mistake, shouldn't have come here, you changed your fate. Your brains will make your debut on the table when I raise the stake. Just that, the way he f- just it, the the flow and the joke, but the the gangsterism is just uh, you, I'm gonna blow your brains out. But it doesn't say it that way. Your brain mm. they'll make their debut on the table. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, I love I that. Just, I t- yeah, that third so verse beautiful. It's, that third no. verse. If people want an introductory pun verse, we've talked about others, but the third verse on you ain't a killer is probably my favorite. It's fucking amazing, and I would say. Shout out Soul in the Hole. By the way, this is what is Soul in the Hole. This was on Soul in the Hole soundtrack. I think it's '97, so it probably came out. Even before the album, you know, it was before Captain Punishment. This was a kind of a business card for Pum. We're like, bang, this is what I'm about. You ain't a killer. And then I'm dropping Captain Punishment and then Twins. Fucking crazy. That moment, oh, fucking crazy. But yeah, this is this is amazing. I'm so glad we got our fives. These fives are looking sick. Let's go through them. Ray, yours is Twins. You ain't a killer. Boomerang, Beware, I'm not a player. Sunroll's got the Dream Shatterer. Uh, sorry, no. What's your number one? Uh, yeah, Dream Shatterer. Dream Shatterer. Got it. Right. Got you. Dream Shatterer. You ain't a killer. John Blaze. You came up. A Leatherface. Love that. Uh, yeah, okay. I don't know what other ones I had on here. Trez Chase, he talks about that. That is a fucking great song. Always think Rizza, Rizza dropping that beat after Wu-Tang Forever. Uh, and you're like, wow, you can still do this other type of beat. Fair play. Uh, so I think it's also Cypress Hills Illusions has that same kind of feel to it, I think, that one. Uh, yeah, so you've got Pun, Prodigy, and Deck. Ooh, ooh. Uh, i got Leatherface at 13. Uh, uh, super lyrical, I had. Uh, I just think that's such an outrageous lyrical display, but Black Thought is not the Black Thought that we all know on that song. Uh, kind of, kind, I don't know, the beat doesn't also do it for me as much either, yeah. Uh, what You're Gonna Do is another one I think that people might need to go out there and check. Uh, and yeah, um, and Glamour Life. I love Glamour Life, uh, but I just realised that pun's only in the hook for that. I love the song, but it is pun putting his boys on. And uh, that's what it's about. And The Hidden Hand. I don't know if anyone's I'd... heard The Hidden Hand with Trail Squad. That's a really good song as well. I think I, I, I think I got, I think I, I might, no, I, I don't think anyone cares or it matters, but I think mm. Brave in the Heart, I've just changed, I've changed my mind. You bump <laughs> off, I'm a player, bump, I'm not a player and put okay. Brave in the Heart. Okay. It's such a fucking beat. It's such a fucking song. There we go. Ray, coming onto the dark side with me. Love that. <laughs> There's one fact we didn't mention mm. that I want to shout out just because it's uh, it's later. I think it came out posthumously as uh, Mama with the Alchemist beat. Say hi. That ain't right. How to put him in his place, my little hobbles. I bought for three bottles. I put him in his face. I did not disgrace myself. Hate myself. I ought to do. Blank, blank. Brace yourself. That's the door. The streets are like basketball. Sometimes you shoot. Sometimes you pass it off. You know it's take a shot. Make one mistake. You have stayed for a while. Too much hate. Time to break the lock. I hate the cops. So I ain't trying to see him. I love my brother. Triple life, but I ain't trying to be him. That's why I be in the low and keep a feet in the road. Cause they're telling me as far as felonies to get nice for three in a row. Then what do you know? Last week at the flicks, I had to kill somebody for stepping on my kiss. Stupid. 
we got oh. to hear Pun on Yeah, that is a great shout. Yeah. It's not, not making my top five, mm. but it's a, it's a good song from like kind of an era that people weren't really uh, checking for him as much. That's, that's, I vaguely remember. I need to go back. I need to go back. That, yeah, I haven't heard it. Does it have drums? Vocal sample going da 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 da. da oh da, yeah. Da. Oh, is that Alchemist? Shit. Oh yeah. Alchemist back in the day had drums, right? So you're fine. <laughs> You'll be fine. Okay. <laughs> You'll be fine. fine. Uh, can I also shout out? We've talked about the best. We've got to talk about the worst song Pond's ever done, and it is the Naughty by Nature song. Uh, is, oh, I cannot remember what it's called now as well. But he did a song with Naughty by Nature, which is just awful and wow i'm so glad that no one remembers this but i had to bring you up because yeah just for the just for the comparisons uh, but there you go thank you everyone for joining in on these chats create808.com hit us up support on the patreon uh go support these guys out there as well sunroll what what can we where can we find you what are you up to at the moment hit us up uh twitter.com uh at sunrise so n-r-a-w uh, redefine with five C's out of Kingston, Jamaica, dropping July 13th. We just confirmed our Bandcamp downloads. So we're going to be sending out the promos on Monday, I think. So watch your uh, watch your email cam. Love that. And yeah, find me. Um, yeah, find me online. Shout out the whole Loop Sessions family, Montreal, Washington D.C., London, everywhere. Uh, it's, movement is growing, and yeah, Love glad that. to be here, man. Uh, anytime. Love that. Summer, we love having you on, man. We've had you on a few times. Every time it's been, you know, we've actually got people asking for you back. That's that's always really? a good sign. People are saying, bring Sunroll back. He was great. Yeah. So yeah, there you go. Uh, I'm that Ray guy off. Keeps talking. <laughs> no, I think we did all right. I think this is fine. This is fine, Ray. You were good for 3 a.m. in the morning. I always applaud you, mate. I can't have a go at you. Uh, so least, we talked about least hip-hop things. We have to talk about this before we leave. The last great piece of music you heard could be old, could be new. Uh, I'll jump off with mine because I literally just heard it before we came on. Uh, Jay Nice has a new uh, album out called uh, Donut. No, called Rise and Shine with Donut Works. And there's a track on there called First Thoughts. We are. Drowning in a sea of guilt To keep it real, my body numb It's not a need to feel I find it odd, it's so hard to find an even kill The reaper watched me take the test for death I cheated still My brother mad gone, I'm lost, my other half gone It make me say fuck a rap song And tuck the mat To go hunting at these rats And all the suckers that attacked ours Just know we coming back hard How can something so beautiful Which is sublime You can find it on the Crate 808 Bangers playlist go on to our spotify it's on there you can go search for it or it's on crayarea.com just go check it out there as well i think about 400 followers now which is fair play i never thought we would get to that level but here we are uh, so yeah there we go uh Sunro, last great piece of music you heard my friend could be old could be new you know what i'm gonna go with uh i got a classic over here that i put on this week congo natty black star tribute to Haile selassie it's some jungle and it was some killer 90s jungle that i put on while i was working so
Oh, actually, and I got a new one too. Um, Shogo, uh, who's a Montreal beat maker, he has a beat tape two that's on his band camp. If you Google that, mm. and it's really good, jazzy boom bap. He uses an MPC for all his beats, mm. and uh, yeah, real good if you're like if you got some paperwork to do or whatever. I've been putting it on while I've been working, and I want to give him uh, a shout because uh, mm. dope producer, good guy. So check out that Shogo. How, how do you spell his name? S H O. O-G-O, and if you type that in Shogo Bandcamp, like in Google, it brings you right to his... Boom. Uh... Boom. Love that. Ray, what have you got, mate? Uh, I've been re-listening to Sincerely Detroit. Oh! Um, okay. Just, you know, like, I don't know, just random tangents on your, on your old playlist, and then just hearing Can't Lose uh, that Royce the Fight... I mean, there's others on there, but it's was, it was all that Royce the Fight now. And then... This gonna be the illest style you ever heard of. Got the whole crowd yelling bloody murder. Uh, I never owned a pair of Mori Gators. I just be knocking on doves until I'm seeing in like Noriega. While all these bird bitches flock to my DMs. Visionary word wizard, I spit them, y'all hear them, I say them, y'all see them. God fearing, uh, they need to let the angels come down here and I DM. Why y'all niggas ballin', I bounce with y'all BM. I'm so ahead of my time, all of my AMs account for my PMs. Nigga, my yeah, just, Apollo Brown, just, man. Just, just, just Apollo Brown is the thing. And and because he's uh, brought out a track recently with um, uh, Planet Asia, and he's he's got no drums on it. And there's this little part of me that's like, is everyone, everyone's just like fucking firing the drummer. They're like, no, so I don't need drums anymore. It's all yeah. right, don't need them. Don't worry. And that's it. I feel, I feel like it's the death of hip hop. I just no. it's, it's, it's 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 like the nineties hip hop that we make a fucking podcast about. It'd be sacrilege to be like, imagine removing the drums from these tracks. No, oh, I just put this up. You know, you should check out um, Conway's new dick. album. Won't this he do it? Off. Has got drums all over it. I think. Won't he do? It? I'm pretty sure that does. And that's up your street. That's got some nice production on there. Um, yeah. So check out. Check. There, there's a. There's. You can find it. To be fair, you can kind of find everything nowadays. I feel if you just dig a little bit. But you're right. It, there, there is this kind of area of hip hop. Let's call it which aren't doing that as much. But there's other areas which we all try to explore. So yes, there you imagine, go. Imagine, go imagine just to bring it full circle, because it was mostly about the dead in the middle of Italy line. <laughs> imagine you cut, imagine that line, but without cutting the drums out. Yeah. So dead in the middle of Italy, <laughs> and then just... Not having the beat cut. The, the drums never kick back in. And it's just, it's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, I've even say it out loud. Even. I'm glad that you reserved this anger for the end because, yeah, you need- Yeah, finish it on a low note. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone can go home now and get really angry about drumless drumless hip hop, which I love. But yeah, either way, either way, I'm not going to go into this. We've had this conversation many a time on the podcast. Uh, but thank you, everyone, for joining in. Uh, leave us a review, please, on Spotify or, or, or Apple or YouTube. Drop us in the comments. That really does help the show and spread the word man go tell your mom go tell your sister go tell your brother go tell your brother from another mother who sent from the above uh so summerall thank you ray thank you and we shall catch you all soon peace 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 peace, peace. see you later okay. cheers guys peace <laughs>